Hello and welcome to episode 442 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a very festive place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And he's as tasty as a mince pie, it's Tony Esmond. I fucking love Christmas. I keep telling you, don't I? But it's yeah, my favourite yeah. time of year. It's I get very excited. I can't sleep on Christmas Eve because I get excited. I don't know why I'm feeling more Christmassy this year than I have in years. You watched Miracle on 34th Street earlier, didn't you? Yeah. Fucking One of my favourites. Dicky Atts for the win. Yeah. He I do like the original as well. Yeah. yeah. like the black and white original. I was watching uh, Trading Places, which is a great yeah, one. Yeah, that's a great yeah. one. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going through the whole Christmas movie watching at the moment. It's a Wonderful um, Life. That's another favourite of mine. There's a large amount of exposed breasts in uh, Trading Places, which I feel <laughs> is an element that's missing from many. Very impressive. Uh, I haven't films. seen it since yeah. I was about yeah. 14, and I still remember one of them. Yeah. Or a pair of them, put it that way. Yeah. Um, but It's an element that would definitely bring Home Alone up a notch. <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, if you listen to this... On the regs, or, you know, this is a new episode. Obviously, this is a bit of a festive episode. Christmas 2023 is just around the corner. And uh, we're we're feeling in a positive mood. We want to spread mm. the joy of Christmas mm. and Christmas comics. And, I've done uh, all my shopping now. Ah, you have? I sent, awesome, sent, posted all my presents. Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Done all right. Wow. I've got a couple more um, things to send in the post. Not like flaming dog poo or anything. Hurry up, babes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but the thing is, people are still, even if they get it after Christmas, it's still sent with love. Do you know what I mean? So, that's all I've got to say. Those Polaroids won't take themselves, will they? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Cost of printing these days. Anyway, Anyway, so, yeah, we're feeling in a good mood. We're on the, um, is eggnog a thing over here in the UK? I think so. I have to admit, I've never had eggnog. I've never had it. Yeah. What is it? Is it just eggs and nog? What is a nog? Yeah, you mix a nog up (laughs) and uh, get it eggy. Yeah, and kind of reaching for an egg-based drink is not sort of like high on the list of things to do. Scrambled egg coffee. It's not for me. Dan just has his eggs like raw. He just cracks them into his mouth. Yeah, Yeah, he doesn't even crack them. Swallows them. Yeah. (laughs) That, that and Kinder Eggs, he swallows them all. Oh God, yeah, you want, yeah. <laughs> then shit out the completed toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than standing on Lego, shitting out a Kinder toy. <laughs> What's that phrase used earlier? It's like a fucking rabbit's nose or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is. Um, anyone who wants to read something that would make them chuckle is the the latest Viz annual. Mm. Yeah. Guests on the show previously, a few, yeah. well, quite a few and very ago. reasonable at the moment. It only costs you a few buff. <laughs> Dan's new phrase: so down with the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah down with the street. <laughs> Is it buff or boffs? I can't remember. Boff. Boff. All right. Okay. Is it yeah. boff or buff? Boff. B o w f. Wow. Boff. Wow. We're so trendy. twenty boff. The thing is, right? There are other podcasts in the game. And they don't stay. They don't talk about boffs, do they? They don't Fuck stay up to date with the latest slang and the <laughs> lingo. But we're down with the kids and the yeah. boffs. What? <laughs> the kids you never see in the comic shop, unfortunately. No, yeah, no. we never see them. I don't know where they go, these kids. They used to read comics once, didn't they? You remember? <laughs> None of that talk because it's kind of been no. too much this week. Yeah. It's been a fucking overload this week. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. I've, yeah. t- I've deleted it off my phone. Fuck all that shit. And. 
as I'm swearing too much already. I'm going to yeah, stop swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. You can swear as much as you want because it's Thank fucking Christmas episode. and we're going to have a good fucking time. Oh, I did a, I'd do a, present, I'd do a presentation this week and uh, a couple of people were on, big shout out to Dave R, a couple of people were on, they couldn't get in because the traffic was crap, so they were on Teams. I said, oh, can you hear me, Dave? And he went, yeah. I said, thanks, babes. I got a little round of applause from the audience. Just calling him babes. There you yeah, go. Excellent, excellent. He likes that. Yeah. Nice, nice. And uh, we like talking about comics. So we're mm. going to do this. We're, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about this week as our little, our little topic. Um, yeah. We have picked a Christmas issue to talk about. Um, we did um, announce it on the Slack community, I believe, which one we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and we will, we'll, we will reveal all soon enough. But Alan Purdy's a big fan of this book. Yeah. I did an NIA with him about this character. Um, and Does is, this yeah. character, we'll talk about more when we get to it. Does it have a definite end, the character? Yeah. Okay. I suspected as much. Spoilers. Interesting. And we're going a little bit uh, Charles Dickens, but that's not the ghosts of Christmas (laughs) past, present, and future. Dan Dickens. (laughs) (laughs) That's my performer name. (laughs) Don't overdose, sweetheart. What? (laughs) But we're going to be talking about um, some things you should check out and some positive things you should check out from the comics past, present, and maybe what we're looking forward to in the future. So, um, as well as that, we're going to have some awesome things to recommend at the end of the show as well. Mm. So well, I've should... got something to talk about, not so much recommend, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when Ooh. we come to it. <laughs> we're going to be positive, though, aren't we, Dan? Yeah, oh, yes, 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 totally. Or, yeah. or if not, just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to be positive. I am being positive. Yeah, yeah. I feel very Christmassy and uplifted. I, and No uh, word of a lie, listeners. Um, we record this on Zoom for a bit of behind the scenes. We we do this on Zoom. We have to turn the cameras off because if we look at each other when we record, we'll just end up laughing all the time or putting each other off. But we do a bit of pre-record, you know, how's your week mm. been, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Dan's the only one of us wearing a Christmas hat. So, That's yeah. He, Christmas hat. Yeah. He's put us to shame, hasn't he, Tony? We're, uh... I'm not even wearing Christmas you, socks. you got Christmas in your heart. That's all that counts. I've, oh. I've got like a lovely warm feeling. You know, like when you turn the seat warmers on in a car and oh. it feels like you've done a wee? Yeah. I've got that sort of feeling yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I always do that if I'm giving someone a lift. I always sneakily turn it on and yeah. you can see them sort of moving about in their seat uh, thinking, uh, well, I've done a wee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a horrible oh, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to start with, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then it gets a bit then too it gets cold. Hang on, are we talking about the seat warmers yeah. or are you talking about doing a wee? Anyway, yeah. comics, that's what we're here for. So shall we shall we kick off, gents, with, with uh, something very festive to get people looking forward because Christmas is about a week away, isn't it? We've got I'd a really gift opening it. later as well. I'm very yes. excited about it. Mm. Vince has seen I, it. Dan's going to open the gift I got him live. Live on air. Yeah. Uh, I we last year we did the the X Men issue where Kitty Pride's in the X Mansion over Christmas and sort of shift. aliens rip off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the race again? It, it was not the Brood, the brood. Is it? it is the Brood, isn't it? It is the Brood. brood. Yeah. Is it? Can't remember now. I think it was the Brood, wasn't it, in that issue? Um, Go back to our last business. Christmas episode if you haven't listened back to it, and you want and you want even more Christmas ACP. Depending who writes them, yes. they're gonna go through uh, the Brood like kind of knife through butter, and then in this yeah. instance. It's a real problem with one of we'll them. Get the brood get everyone pregnant. Yes. Yeah. It's a bit, bit shady that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we 
we picked out uh, another one. Uh, Tony, I believe you're the one that sort of brought this one up, and we immediately was, were like, yes. I thought yes. it both appealed to the sense of Christmas and also appealed to our mm. sense of fucking a battery. Yeah. 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 Because so we chose Hitman issue 22. January 9th. Well, uh, covered is January 98. Eight, yeah, ninety-eight. Perhaps. When DC Comics okay. had the bullet, I miss that bullet. You know, yeah. I don't want to. You know, I don't. I don't have. A, Did you read any of these when they came out, guys? Or I have never some of them. Read, I yeah. have never read a Hitman book until oh, right. this, until this. I've got the first. I think I've got the first trade, and I read a few issues after that. One where he throws up on Batman. That. Yeah. 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 What didn't? What's the crossover? Batman and all those characters. Blood Bloodlines. Something. Bloodlines, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that's where he came. So he came from the, I'm going to say, the annual, the demon annual. Yeah. There's a few yeah. winners, quite a lot of stinkers in that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, he's not very affectionately thought of, um, probably apart from this and maybe one other, yeah. 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 Because it's a strange one, like this kind of character coming out of that. It's kind of like the Venom, the symbiote coming out of Secret Wars. It's kind of, it's quite a convoluted origin if you go... It's an, he's an anti-hero as well, isn't he? Yes. You know, in a way, there's there's a certain boys esque quality to this character, in a way, isn't there? You know, yeah, oh, totally, yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's break this issue down, like from the very beginning, which is the cover. Let's start with. I the love cover. this cover. Uh, the cover is amazing, and and if you've if you knew what we're gonna um, get talk about, please read along with us. And certainly, if you don't, as we said, DC. Hitman issue 22, 20 to 22, 22, and you can't miss it because this cover is a picture of sort of a a store Santa um, crying with a gun in his <laughs> being put in his mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, there's a lot of things when you at first initially see the image, as I, as I did, um, it immediately strikes you straight away because you don't see the little details. Um, so it just looks like a Santa, someone forcing a pistol into a Santa's mouth, which is immediately a striking image, isn't it? I think. Yeah, this, this is a, a noticeable comic from across the room, isn't it? Let's yeah. face it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you look at the the cover a little bit more, you can then see just it's the little details that give it away, like um, the Santa has brown eyebrows. Mm. Um, there's little hooks on the edges of the. On, on an edge of, of the beard. Um, yep. Fake beard. I think the thing that, that sort of caught me, that I was like, what? This is a bit strange. That, that doesn't make sense. The, the first thing that made me think it wasn't Santa wasn't those bits. It was the moustache bits, kind of... Yeah. Been pulled top, apart, isn't it, almost? Been pulled apart yeah. and torn. And I just thought... Uh, it's, it's, you can see the sort of stubble of the top lip where yeah, the, the fake beard's coming away. And that sort of led me in to look at the rest of the image, really. John um, McRae, we should give a shout to the first yes, uh, as yeah, well. Yes, John yeah. He's yeah. he signed it Doctor McRae. Is that um? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because don't know. in the book, uh, as as we'll say, uh, here's the lineup: Garth Ennis is the writer, John McRae is the pencils, Steve Pugh inks, Willie Schubert letters, Carla Feeney colors, Heroic Age color separations, Peter Tomasi associate editor, Dan Raspler editor, and Hitman was created by Ennis and McRae. Um, yeah, so I think this is. All John McRae on this cover. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure actually now. It's um maybe D Dr is a name. Yeah, it might be Dr and McRae. I don't know. We'd have to look it up. Have, I, mean, I thought I did look it up, and it said John McRae, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It just got me second guessing it now. Um, yeah. Oh, the only thing with that man is um 
I wouldn't want my teeth rubbing up against the gun a gun metal. Oh, you know what God. I mean? Imagine the noise, like fingers down a chalkboard, doesn't it? You know. And also, it looks like the uh, teeth aren't exactly the most stable as well. Like they're almost yeah. loose. Yeah. On uh, the the DC uh, fandom, it does list just John McRae as the artist on the cover. Oh, I think that's what I looked at. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah. that might not be correct. I, I don't want to kind of say it's that. A, to... It's a simple concept. Um, very powerful. Um, the there's snow, not covering the image, which is quite interesting. There's lots of snow in the background, but there's only a few flakes in front of the image, which I think is quite important because I think if you add more, you know, even if you want to be more realistic and put snow in front of that person, it completely masks off, doesn't it? Yeah, this yeah. is what comics can do, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. if this is a real image, of course there would be snow between the camera and us and him, you know. But because it's a comic, you can do that. You can bring the face forward, can't you, yeah, in the snow? Yeah. yeah. I, I love the texture of that sort of Santa hat as well, um, looking at it, because the line on the face and the the hand holding the gun, so crisp, and uh, the shadows are so sharp. The blue of the glove I like as well. I yeah. think that works really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, almost I've, I've it's a Batman-esque edge to Hitman's it. Hitman's power set, he's kind of like got X-ray eyes, hasn't he? He can yeah. kind of see through. But yeah. apart from that, he's just a regular chap. I think there's some telepathy, isn't there, that pops up occasionally. Oh, yeah, you can think... kind of sort of read snatches of people's thoughts. I think, I think so, yeah. God, yeah. I'm pulling on the old memory here. I can't remember. We need to... So but... I, I read this as it, I read this monthly because um, it was just... I liked Ennis, I liked McRae. It was a cool sort of alternative DC title to read, so I was buying it monthly. And um, How many issues did uh... it have, by the way? He only ran 60. And then there's a couple of issues where it's a crossover with the Justice League, which I won't ruin it, because, but something happens soon. only ran 60. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's like a Virgo book, really, that totally, happens yeah. in the in the DC universe. And you do get crossovers. He does crossover with, for example, he's in Resurrection Man and a couple of other things. But, yeah, he's he was just classic Garth Ennis, funny... Yep. Um, it's saying Gotham, isn't it? The yeah, so it's it. in it's in the sort of the, I can't remember the name of this, but it's basically Hell's Kitchen for Gotham. So it's kind of the Irish area, because um, you can you can tell from this story, it's sort of there's an Irish Catholic element to it, isn't there? Mm. You know, uh, yeah. they they even go to a carol concert at one point. <laughs> those those sort of pubs and yeah. taverns and things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely got that. yeah. Um, I think I think one of the last things to mention about the cover, which um, huge fans of, um. This is a conceptual cover um, because it, I will say, conceptually, it ties in with the story that's going in in the book, but it's not really an accurate depiction. Nope. No, that doesn't and, happen in the book. And, and we will no. describe why that is. I mean, there is a Santa getting their comeuppance. But, but uh, <laughs> this cover is designed to get people to pick it up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Which um, is yeah. what a cover should be doing. It ton- Tonally, it's Hitman. Yes, know. totally. If you look at the previous issue, was just a close up of um, Hitman's face, and the the issue after it, I think, is a close up of the SAS badge, okay. something like that. I think. Yeah, yeah. So they they do use that iconography, that you know, that sort of limited thing on the cover type mm. thing, yeah. you know, okay. um, which is more a little bit more common back then. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, then you didn't really get variations, did you? Cover variations. It was like you one cover and that's it. Whereas that's kind of pretty much unheard of nowadays. Yeah, there's no variance. Yeah, for this. Five yeah, no, it wouldn't have been. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're looking at like about 25 years later. Okay, let, let, this is a 25 year old comic. Is that what it is? I wow. think that's what I got. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got my maths is right. Um, my last question for the cover. 
Can you do that cover now? Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. You should be able to. I'd, I'd say you'd be able to get away with True. that. It yeah. might come across a little retro, but yeah. Yeah. I think they should. The, the, I think the question do, do, more do, important do, is do, they should be doing that cover now. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, yeah. Does DC or Marvel do that now? Mm. 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 I, I can't think of an example. To, no, something to think about, and certainly listeners, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about that. I think we. It's there's no yes or no answer really because we haven't seen it. You know, perhaps because it's been done so well here, but. Um, Interesting thoughts, but the book itself, Tony, do you want to? Yeah, so, so uh, it starts as so. What they do, they use an effect. Everything is Christmassy in this, in a way, but mm-hmm. twisted in a McRae and Ennis style, isn't it? You know, yeah. with that sort of super violence. But it opens with a, like a classic scroll, like you would get in a Dickens comic or yeah. you know a Scrooge comic sort of thing. And the story is told about this dude. Um, he's called Bob. He works at the Gotham nuclear plant, obviously, <laughs> yeah. which the Gotham nuclear plant seems to have a lot of nuclear reactors that are just open <laughs> yeah. that, you can, that you can just fall into. And um, uh, see, Bob hated Christmas because it was nice. He's not a big lover of Christmas, no. Bob, is he? You know, and he's a janitor there. And uh, Santa Claus runs in um, and he falls into the, you know, this thing that's got a big arrow into a hatch it just yeah. so happens one of his, his, one of his co-workers isn't it dressed up like santa that's it yeah there's yeah. also the signs that do not fall in for fear of death yeah <laughs> 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 um and he wants so he comes out of that and he's a bit he's he's transformed almost immediately into this sort of like a skinny hulk almost isn't he you know with glowing eyes and he jumps up onto the platform and he wants to be a superhero doesn't he bob but uh yeah. He sucks the life out of a co- co-worker, and one of the other ones says, I don't know, Bob, but those look like supervillain-type powers to me, which uh, <laughs> sends Bob immediately on the course of deciding to be a supervillain at that all, point. He dresses all the things are dressed in rhyme, aren't they? The kind of the scroll that was kind yeah. of the narration I boxes love are all kind of rhyme. Yeah. yeah. Sort of... it, it does kind of wink at the reader, because when it kind of comes out of the, the, the radioactive tank, it sort of says, like, you would have thought this had been lingering death, pain, and horror, but... <laughs> no it's not yeah <laughs> it's, this, this is a comic one. this is a comic there's one i sent you guys wasn't there was there one that i said you should somebody should read it out yes oh one? yeah we do that i've, I've got to read it out it. now so it's um okay this is the place where my work will begin said bob with a smile that was filled up with sin hundreds of citizens to go to the mall and i shall go in and irradiate all i'll irradiate lassies irradiate lads i'll irradiate mums and irradiate dads i'll irradiate children and people who smell um, irradiate deaf, dumb, and blind folks as well, and I'll show everyone that Christmas is hell. <laughs> yep, that's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, th- <laughs> I mean, if you haven't guessed already, this is the most wonderful black comedy satire. Um, yeah. A com- like a Christmas comedy satire with elements. Of, I mean, obviously violent elements. I mean. Gotham's kind of there. Whenever you see the name Gotham, it almost pops out like it's luminous because you're just because mm. th- this could kind of be anywhere. I did notice um, McRae. You definitely shout out to the Simpsons, uh, the people that work in the nuclear power plant. Ah, uh, right, okay. Mister Burns is quite clearly the bloke that runs the power plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, it's funny because even the the Santa costume's got like a radioactive symbol on it. 
like yeah. Yeah. branded yeah. for the, the place. Yeah, I like the fact that Batman makes a little cameo as well, doesn't yes. he? So it's uh, children were handing out seasonal wreaths and Batman was kicking out seasonal teeth. I love that. That's, <laughs> that's my favourite line, I think. Yeah. And um, and then we go to Noonan's, which is... Um, did you notice where the, what street that's in? What, I... Peckinpah no. Street. So ah, okay. it's just a wild bunch. You know, you yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. the, yes, the, the yeah. sort of what type of movies are these, you know. Um, and um, it's interesting that there's a shot in the second, the page after that where it's like a big one at the bar. Oh, there's I've got some, a question about some, that. Yeah, yeah, there's characters in there, isn't there? Yeah. So quickly, quickly say that. So he, we, we're at the bar with um, Hitman and Nat the Hat, who's a regular in it, who's this sort of Hitman buddy of his. They're always fucking in trouble. They're always got no money. He's always got that stupid hat on, and they're always literally just breaking each other's balls, as they say in America, you know. But like you say, Dan, the the following page is there's a big scene. I I put good money on that being the creative crew on the left yeah, there. And the top left. I think that the might top, even be Steve. Left. I'm going to say I'm going to say Steve Dillon's one of them. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering. Do you see the the one with the Baptist with the grey T-shirt? Do you reckon that's the the lady who could be yeah, the colorist lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, uh, I, I, I think that's McRae on the left. I think that's Ennis in the middle. Um, uh, and McRae's dark haired knee. I would have thought. So I'm going to say Ennis on the left on the is left, Ennis. Yeah, middle McRae. Uh, but is see, the that chap below like Dylan to me? No, 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 you see, okay. The chap below is that bloody. Uh, oh man, I just had his name. It slipped me. The 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 bigger chap with the glasses and the moustache. Uh, what's the? It? I'm not sure. I can't. I can't remember. He's there's a lot of comics people ah, look a bit like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's an editor at Marvel. It struck me. It's kind of slipped me now. Archie Goodwin. No. No. Oh Any... shit! Nah, we'll move on. Okay, so so we're at the bar and they're sort of complaining about they haven't got a job and they get a bit of work, don't they? Mm. Um, they go they they go to the um, was it St Killian's orphanage uh, fundraiser sort of choir practice, and while they're there, he's got a pager in he. I think it's a pager in it. Is that right? Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. God, he's got that's, a pager. I used to have a pager. That's... No, it's a phone actually. No, it's, phone, no, it's, it's phone. phone. Yeah, yeah, and they get a job to go and kill a nuclear Santa, don't they? Mm. Um. And Nuclear Santa is sort of running about killing people. And literally, they spend a couple of pages sort of ramming him with a car, don't they? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> well, they, they first, they initially grabbed that, like, uh, a Santa who's, like, just an actual legit Santa just collecting money. And it <laughs> yeah. reveals that uh, Tommy's got, like, a kind of... Uh, one of those detectors that can kind of detect radioactivity. The Geiger counter, yeah. Geiger counter, that's the word I'm fucking desperately grabbing for. And they try <laughs> and it goes, oh, no, that ain't him. And it's like, I thought we were supposed to go click. And as they go past the the, the mall, they go, oh, look, here it is. And it's clicking away. And then, like, a, a security guard's body like lands on the bonnet of their car. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, he's in there. Yeah. The, the thing, uh, you know, I mean, my first, as this is my first experience with Hitman, the character, uh, I mean, you see these images of this character that is obviously looking very, you know, dark, dark glasses, trench coat, you know, sort of cool. You kind of think you've got an, an impression of what they're like. Um, immediately, when I was reading this, I was struck by the fact that he's he's more like a sort of a blokey bloke. Um, yeah. And like when that yeah. body hits the, the bonnet of the car, both him and... And his buddy go, ah! They they, they react to it, um, <laughs> yeah. which, which isn't really a, a hard man thing to do, nah. is it? To scream when a body hits a car, very justified. Do you mean? Yeah. Oh, they're they're a they're a comedy double act for a lot yeah. of this book. Yeah, you know, they really are. 
one thing yeah. the hitman are loving the design is like he's wearing sunglasses all the time and they're all black all the time there's no highlights on them anything no. No. yeah it's nice black. yeah yeah that, he's, he um, he's got no in, he's, he's got, got no just black eyes isn't he yeah, if you if you if he takes them off yeah yeah and yeah when <laughs> i mean it immediately just sort of it's almost like the hitman himself isn't the person that sort of takes down this santa in this moment in time um, what's his buddy's name again? Nat. Nat. Yeah. He's the one driving the car. So he just absolutely he he hits him once, drives him into a wall, and then then absolutely sort of sandwiches him against against another wall. Um, the car itself. Uh, one thing I did notice, even though it sort of it folds up um, when they sort of ram him into a wall. On the next panel, bonnet looks lovely. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but movie when, logic, isn't it? Yeah, when they reverse, they <laughs> his body's lying there, and there's almost like bits of him everywhere. They they say, "Who ordered pizza?" That's he's cold. That's he's actually <laughs> fucked. He's got his bone sticking out of his forearm. And he's like, uh, like laying on the floor, bleeding out. His legs are mangled. But there missing is a, half his teeth. There is a darkness to this that I like. You know, they yeah. do they do just do their job and assassinate him at the end. Yeah. I mean, he does you know. sort of go, oh, I've really, I've changed my mind, I swear, and it's the weakest, you know. Yeah, they, they say, oh, you've pulled the line out of Blade Runner, don't they? It's what the yeah. narration says. He, yeah. He's like bleeding on the floor, and they walk up to him both with their handguns, and he goes, look, Jesus, I just can't shoot me like a dog in a freaking alleyway. I messed up. I, I, I didn't mean it. Listen, really, I changed my mind. I swear it. I love Christmas. He's <laughs> 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 it's been slaughtering his way yeah. through a shopping mall. <laughs> Yeah, but Tom <laughs> and then he Nat- says "show mercy," but just yeah. a big dollar sign appears over him, which is what they're seeing. Yeah, they just see him as like a wage day, don't they? You know. But Tommy and Nat yeah. had no mercy for Bob, not with him being a ten thousand job, and about to be shot full of hollow point holes. He at last learned the cost of a venomous soul. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Yet a Blade Runner fan was this miserable heel, and Rutger's great speech from the end he did seal, and then they just. Fill him yeah, enough already. <laughs> and just unload, both from a load on this. This yeah. is a weird one. I really like. I really like this comic. I really, you know, yeah. we're big fans of Ennis. Um, somebody would fucking complain about this on Twitter, wouldn't they? If this happened now in a mainstream DC book, well, everyone's always complaining. Yeah, everyone. Well, that's all they do, isn't they? Yeah. <laughs> why isn't this a black? Why isn't this a Vertigo book? Why isn't this, you know, a black yeah. whatever book? Uh, but yeah, I think it works perfectly. It's a counterpoint to superhero comics. They're not automatically meant to be shot. good people. It's yeah. a wonderful yeah. sort of one and done Christmas comic, which is what we talk about, like these sort of issues. Sometimes they break up things, don't they? Um, but I think this this probably worked in the in the as you were reading it, Tony. This worked within the yeah, the brilliantly. I mean, yeah, it's part not of everything eternity. can be part of a fucking twenty five part story. Yeah. yeah, you just want this, don't you? You just want to read this at Christmas. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is kind of like you would pick this up on a whim, maybe you see the Father Christmas on the cover, and you wouldn't know need to anything about this, and you could yeah. be yeah. In. So I think I they, guess... the, but this reason we get Christmas annuals, isn't it? So you can have something yeah. to read at Christmas, yeah. and this yeah. is almost the same reason, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he gets Tommy gets stitched up at the end by uh, Nat, doesn't he? Yeah, they they mention <laughs> yeah. how his, his current girl he's seeing is uh, an ex police officer, so he gives uh, Tommy a present. junior cop or something, isn't it? Yeah, oh, and it's like yeah. a sort of junior cop toy. With working handcuffs, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then you see him leaving the bar, running after him. And it's that yeah. sort of like you know, 
It's like you watch that Christmas episode of a TV show and you can imagine it freeze-framing as he's running out of the bar, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and also, just Garth Ennis's writings, always on point. I was surprised with the sort of the limerick at the beginning because I hadn't read, I hadn't really read him do anything like that. But always a huge fan of his work and just the dialogue itself when they're just um, talking about the job. And that says some year... And Hitman says, oh, yeah, start off with Green Freaking Lantern, then Jack Jacques Cousteau meets Night of the Living Dead, then Demons from Hell and Cat Babe, and we finish up whacking Chris Chemo the night before Christmas. 1997 <laughs> was the year God discovered crack. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, mean, this is a great recommend, this series yeah. as well. It's 60 yeah, yeah. issues. You can probably get it in hardbacks, I guess. Read it on the app. So it's just a fun... There's a few sort of crossover-type things going on, but... You can read this. The thing back then with DC Comics, you could just find a series and read it, enjoy it. Yeah. You know. Try yeah. that with DC now. I do like that last, the last page. It gives the final bit of uh, uh, rhyming to finish off the comic. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, it could be evergreen, what, what's written on that last page. Yeah. Shall I, I read it out for our lovely listeners? Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. After all of the violence and everything, like people be, literally being melted in this book. And a Santa being crushed to death and then shot. Um, but where is the moral in this, you may cry? Why sitting in front of your face, I reply. We don't need some moaner who grinches and whines. That Christmas is merely a big waste of time. For Christmas is Wizzo. Christmas goes ping. Christmas makes people feed squirrels and sing. And no matter your race or your class or your creed, isn't that something we all really need? One day in the year painted up in bright colours. One day when we're groovy and cool to each other. And sure, you can grumble, but any who would are missing out something incredibly good. Anyone bitching and moaning instead might get two in the back of their miserable head. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? That little soliloquy is kind of played out over the, the dead body of the yeah. Santa. They've shot me missing legs. In bullet holes. Yeah. 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 And even like the top of it, like Hitman's going, why I order? Uh, yeah, as Nate drives away in the car. So, so it is a sort of farcical Looney Tunes Christmas kind of issue, but it, it was a real tonic, I think, reading yes. this. I yeah, just, it's good. It's totally. a great, great choice. Fun. Yeah, great fun. A quick read, a quick read, but yeah. still plenty of words. What's your thought on, on the art style then? For the, we haven't really talked about the art much, have we? Apart from the glasses. No, I, I really, it, I, I think it's it. absolutely pitch perfect. Mm. He lends himself to the dark comedy, I think, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. McCray. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, um, I mean, in this, there's not really too much of breaking out of panels or, I mean, there's, there's certainly some interesting panel layouts, um, but he's, it's just spot on. Yeah, he draws it and someone colours it. It's not like you get a lot of comics these days that it seems to me that like the colouring does a lot of the heavy lifting. Not in this yeah. case, no. You know, I, th- I think I think the inker. Is it, did I say it was Steve Pugh? Who was it? There? Yeah, Steve Pugh. Steve yeah. Pugh. He's good. It, uh, yeah, a, a good amount of credit as well. I think because there's a lot of solid blacks, as as we know yeah. with Mc- yeah. McCray. I've got a colour page. Is art? You know, yeah. it's full full pencils the and wouldn't inking. serve the, like in a, a more rendered art uh, colouring style wouldn't serve this comic <clears throat> at all. The way it is in relatively flat colours, that's what it's all about. It's to, to spend a lot of time like doing gradients and shading on it is not necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did I, did I tell the story about picking up some art from John McRae for someone I knew? Did I tell this story? No, no, no. So I picked up so, so a geezer I work with, he's a listener. He um he uh he said, Oh, can you um if you are you going to MCM, could you pick some art up, up for me? I'm like, Oh fucking, all right. 
So I think he paid for a couple of um, Hitman pages from John. So I went and picked them up. And then he said, I'll come in on Monday and pick them up in the office, grab them off you in the office. So I was in the office and we had a three, we had a, an A3 printer photocopier. So I photocopied it, right? And I sellotaped the photocopy to the wall of a, to the side of a cabinet in the office. And he came in and went, Oh, we put it up on the wall. Look, oh, I'll just let me just carefully tear it down and ripped it in half as I thought. And the bloke's fucking, what? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely stitched him up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Brutal. <laughs> I think... I, I don't know whether John's kind of typecast a bit because of Hitman. He's, you know, that demonic comedy style. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's kind of like you associate that art style so much with this kind of writing and... Tone, yeah. That, yeah. And yeah, you kind of... Well, that's all you can do, and obviously not. That's not all we can do. It's yeah, it's not. No, he's done other stuff, but uh, yeah, I think um, I think he's not. He's not very well at the moment, John. Is he? I think no, long, I, long COVID or something. I think. I think yeah, he was should get to... well soon. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, yeah, but I recommend it, guys. If this is the sort of thing you see some cheap, you know, card backs of, yeah. it's worth getting. It's it's like a Vertigo run. It's it's it's, it's strange that it's not a Vertigo book in many ways, isn't it? You know, mm. but yeah. it, it could. It's you could you could get it in so many hardbacks and it'd be, it'd be a fun read. Yeah. Definitely. I was just zooming back to the first panel, you know, there's a the shop on the street. It doesn't date it, but we can guess the time frame. There's like team Raider free. Oh, right. This, I can't make out with this. It's kind of like a little bit martial, like, uh, Kevin O'Neill, where you got like these little things written in the background. Yeah. And it's bit. like, it's something cat. The shop is called Capo crap, cap crap or something. Cap crap. Yeah. 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 But that's throughout. Like, you see little things written in, written in the background, which is a nice little touch. Yeah, it's... yeah, I like that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a great pick, T. Thank yeah. you, mate. Yeah, a, a stuff. very a very fun, festive, and very awesome comics podcast style. It's yeah, it is very much so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we but... got a friend of a friend who, who who suggested he come on. Do you remember who was that? Was it Kieran? Uh, I yes, so. I believe so. Yeah, we should get John on, shouldn't we? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, reach yeah, out totally. to him. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's totally one of those artists on the list. Whenever I've seen him at a convention, he's just like the loveliest. Yeah, he's very friendly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. Should so... we do our Should we do our gift opening? Sure. Yes. What do you think? Yes. Sounds good to me. Yes. So because because Vince and I are children, we've opened our presents already. But uh... <laughs> I've, I've, got a, I've got a modicum of self control. <laughs> Dan hasn't opened his, so I've sent him a present. Um, but I've, I've told Vince <clears throat> what it is, so we're excited to see what he thinks. So, we're gonna do this right now, yeah. John, do that now, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah got, the, got the box right here, okay. I'll have to describe what I'm doing. Opening the uh, Amazon box, other places are available, yeah. I can see a 62 and a star. What is this? Oh, <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> it's a G.I. Joe classified series figure, and it's Bazooka. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. <laughs> We can't we can't say everything we said about this, but we did. I think Vince and I did agree. It looks like you with a moustache. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. We can we can probably say some of it off air. Oh man, yeah. looks, thank you. That is awesome. Yeah, I thought you'd like Honestly. that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, they're great figures. Those classified ones. Yeah, it shows yeah. that my phone is uh, basically stalking me because it came up as a recommend. I went, oh, yeah, yeah. I better so, buy this for Dan. I love some of that. Yeah, oh man, that's uh, lovely. Um, Coming on I... the back of uh, GI. The G.I. Joe thing I was doing, I can't remember the fucking name of it now. Yeah. Uh, Jovember. Jovember. There you go. 
Um, Good. And um, I'll obviously I'll already opened mine uh, from Tony, and uh, here's some sound effects. <laughs> Um, as I rip open the paper, that was good, wasn't it? Does that make yeah. think I actually rip the paper? Um, oh wow! Uh, oh. <laughs> oh wow! Look at this. Actually, I could probably fucking kill someone with this. Anyway. Oh, is it a big old thick one? Is it? It's, that one? Uh, oh, yeah, you know yeah. it is. Who were? Um, this is something I'm thoroughly looking forward to um, reading with a nice hot chocolate over those cold Christmas nights. I don't know why. It's started saying it like I was listening to jazz um, this is the Yosagi Yojimbo saga uh, book one from Dark Horse is this the Dark Horse ones I believe this is the well it it started off at various different places it's been like I think Mirage, Fantagraphics um, IDW and Dark Horse and probably somewhere else but yeah. um, this is I think Dark Horse have got it back now yeah so I think yeah I think um, this is oh it says from 1993 to 1998 okay so it's 1993 issues as well then um basically there's just an awful lot of yasagi that i've got to read see i'll get hmm. you to read it eventually i've been bullying you to try and read it <laughs> is that like the really ages. early stuff uh not the super early stuff the sort okay. of black and white revolution stuff when it was in um oh what, what was the anthology it was in oh you know but yeah, he, he appeared in a couple of anthology, yeah. anthologies. For him, I think this is when time. Dark Horse got it and just started running with it, wasn't it? Um, right. Okay. Yeah, it says collecting uh, Yosagi Ojimbo Volume Two, Volume Two. So that must be the Volume One. Must have been his pre-Dark Horse years. Yeah. yeah. Anyone correct me on this, by the way? In yeah, I think you're right, man. Yeah, yeah, because he appeared um, as a backup and a short story thing, and in in a different, slightly different style. It was more a sort of fat-faced rabbit, and then we had some yeah. space Yosagi. And then we went on to this, I think, yeah. Uh, as it says on the back of it, in, in this compilation collecting Dark Horses, Yosagi Yojimbo paperbacks into a deluxe format. So it's uh, volume two, number one to number 16, and volume three, number one to number six. Basically, just... That's a good amount of comics, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There you go. And, and, you know, you They're just, very readable, man. You'll, yeah, you'll devour yeah. that. You just flick to, flick to any page and it's just glorious. Black um, and white, that one, is it? Or colour? Yeah, black and white as well, which right, is, okay. which is um, more appealing to me. Yeah, yeah, I used to read it in black and white. It is yeah. in colour now. It's still good, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it loses anything by being black and white. No, especially yeah, when there's like the the snow ones when he's kind of yeah. fighting in the snow. It's just so invocative of actually being there. And there's loads of there's a big cast that you'll begin to realise, like ninjas or bats. Mm. And, you know, it's it's great, man. So good. He gets Jen, the uh, the the rhinoceros. I like him. Her. Yeah. And what's the uh, the the blind Swords pig. Oh like... yeah, he's in it recently, actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, there's 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 like a whole big cut. You, you discover slowly mm. as you go along, but uh, yeah. But that's another he's... thing that when people die, that's it. They can't. Yeah, like the no. character death. He's a yeah. fucking beast as well. He's lethal. Yeah, he may be a rabbit, but you watch, he's pretty much unbeatable. Yeah. Um, now for those Yosagi Yojimbo. Um, obviously, we know the name. We may have Steve Sims. Shout out to him. Yeah, we may have uh, seen cartoons, got action figures. I mean, the dude had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figure, like from the classic. Yeah, he's had a few. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's had, had a few. loads. He's had loads. Did his own also, cartoon recently, isn't he? Yeah, he's also crossed over with the Turtles quite a few times, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah there's um, whole trades of that. Yeah, and so people may know this basically a, a samurai rabbit, what it, what it looks like. But I'm just going to read the top of the back of the book. Um, gents, feel free to correct me when I murder some of these names. Uh, 
No. For those people out there who don't really know what the story is. The close of 16th century Japan is regarded as the age of civil wars as feudal lords fought amongst themselves for land and power. It was during the Battle of Adachigahara that the samurai Miyamoto Usagi lost his lord... Is that Maifune or Mifune? Mifune, yeah. It's named after Toshiro Mifune. Yeah. To the armies of Lord Hikiji. With no clan, Usagi now walks the warrior pilgrimage, searching for harmony. Uh, Considering you just said that he absolutely murks a lot of people, I'm guessing harmony is uh, few and far between. Yeah, um, there's a little symbol when he kills someone, a little skull appears above them. Yeah. Oh, what's interesting is when he first starts, he's like fine with killing people. He's like, it's just what I've got to do. And as he matures, he's sort of like, I wish I didn't have to do this. And he's not quite so kind of, he just does it, but he's not quite like as much up for it as when he was a kid. Is, is yeah. that right, T? You'd say, yeah. like, he, yeah. kind of, he matures. It's that samurai time. code thing. You yeah. know, he really does that Edo period sort of samurai code thing. We've seen in a lot of Japanese movies, Kurosawa, you know, a this lot, sort of Like, thing. all about honour and kind of... Yeah. There's there's a lot, actually, I learned about, like, the, the time period, as told through yeah. the, the comics. It's, it's based on a real character, Musashi, is it? I can't remember the guy's name. I downloaded the, I downloaded the yeah. audiobook to listen to, and it was My 52 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I, I downloaded the audiobook of that, and it was 52 hours. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> based. I started on the, they did a manga adaptation to it. And I started oh, okay. That and I was like, okay. I mean, he comes across as a psychopath in it, which I imagine That's good. he pretty much would be. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but Stan Sakai, obviously an absolute legend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Has he got the record for the most Eisners at this point? For his lettering, I think, mostly, isn't it? Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, what an achievement. Hmm. And it's it's another one of those fascinating uh, concepts for me. I, I always find it fascinating, and um, I'm very pro doing this. But that, like, hmm. the art itself having that, like, the, you can call them a cartoonist. Do you know what I mean? There's a car, there's a there's a there's a sort of cartoony vibe to it, telling yeah. a very real story. Hmm. You know, a very real. You know, people die, but there's still these moments of, I, I you know, I open up one panel, he's falling over, and it, it looks like something out of a almost a Warner Brothers cartoon, you know, he's going, yeah. you know, it's that, there's still that, that joy in mix, you know, being mm. able to, it's like, it's like a comedy and tragedy, isn't it? You know? Yeah. You I mean, know, the, the, the light moments when it gets heavy, it kind of, it makes it even more poignant because of yeah. the, the sort of the juxtaposition. Yeah, it deals with, story. deals with death and stuff, but it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, you know, a lot of young people can read it as well. Yeah. But what he does well is they do a lot of, especially in recent years, they've done a lot of detective stories where they're investigating who the murderer is and stuff like that in a mm. town. That's really good. Mm. Yeah. You can expect yeah. if he's ever walking between towns, he'll be attacked by a band of uh, brigands. Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a standard, uh, whenever Jessica Fletcher goes into a town to promote a book, like, oh, fuck. someone's going to fucking die. Yeah, you're going exactly. to death, that woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He puts, he gets a bit as well. You know. Yeah. He gets a oh dear but no wonderful that was um good stuff fantastic gift glad you liked them yeah yeah heartwarming i like buying comics related gifts for people and usagi was easy for you because i've been going to you why what are you racist against rabbits i've been saying to you a lot and um (laughs) and dan's was just easy because it's uh yeah that was an easy one soon soon as yeah, there's loads of extra bits on that as well, aren't there? Yeah. God, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. These are the kind of toys that, like, when I was a kid, I looked back at some of the the G.I. Joe and Action Force figures I had as a kid. They're like, these, they look terrible. Like, if this would have been back in the day, I'd have been absolutely fucking over the moon with it. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. But but also at the time, you loved it, though. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. they, they, that is they're so good these action figures now they're they're usable as artists model for you know posing as figures and stuff aren't yeah, they you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. or like some now. artists they just can't base them into comics yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take a picture, yeah. <laughs> if you're doing an alien comic this yeah, just take yeah, a picture yeah, and stick yeah. it in yeah. question is though dan are you gonna take it out of the box yeah, yeah. totally yeah yeah cool. i put i put him on the shelf behind me so when you're on the pod cam. You can see him. Oh, pod cam. <laughs> on the OnlyFans cam, we can yeah. see him. Dan's a cam girl. I, only Dan's. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. How many buff to get on that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking about value for money. Uh, no, <laughs> obviously, we're, there's lots about comics to love um, from the past, the present, and the future. So taking a leaf out of Charles Dickens' book... The ghosts of comics past, present and future are just here to, not to scare you or to warn you about things to come or to to change your ways. These ghosts are here to, to sort of say, maybe check this out. Have, give, give this a look. If, if you want something that's just going to make you smile and, you know, just reinforce the love of comics or just some great things to check out, that's what we're here for. Especially this week, as this is the last show last pre-christmas show so basically piggybacking on the on that concept past present future that's what i've done i've I've just very simply came up with that concept and then threw it at these two and said there you go have a think about that and that's why we're here now so (laughs) something from the past chaps now tony you've got something specific haven't you uh well yeah only that um when you said to me Oh, I, I sort of thought. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't completely sure about what concept we were going for, mm-hmm. so I had to make it right first in my head. But I sort of, in the spirit of the show, we, you know, th- there has been the odd moan about the state of Marvel comics, and um, I personally read probably the worst Avengers comic I've ever read this week. And I thought I'm going to go back, going to read those comics that, like, fucking made me love this comic, made me buy it since. You know, I've never not bought an Avengers comic. So, which has been great a lot of the time and not so great more recently. But the, so I thought I'll go back and find a comic that um, really, really sparked my imagination. And I went back and read the, the absolute classic. It was actually prompted by a conversation on the Slack a couple of people were having about John B. Seema and um, a conversation we had with Tommy Guns on the Make-A-Wish Kid WhatsApp about the Black Panther costume. Do you remember? Mm, yeah. Yes, yeah. The, new, the new design. Yeah. They're just fanning around with it, aren't they? You do what they like, but you know. Yeah, and um, and I said I really prefer that sort of classic, sleek Black Panther look. Um, and it made me think of Avengers fifty eight. Even an Android can cry, written by Roy Thomas, art by John Buscema, ink at uh, George Klein, uh, letters Sam Rosen. I still think this is the greatest Vision story ever told. Uh, never mind all that nonsense with him having a family and living in Washington. Uh, <laughs> this was almost his origin. He, I think, the previous one or two comics he'd started in them, and it. But it does tell his origins and the connections that have been fussed and mussed and messed and about a bit with Wonder Man as well. So Wonder Man's in this, not in his uh, red jumpsuit, but in his the costume previous to that. Do you guys know that one with the sort of the um, the green costume? 
Another uh, so, one. I'm not completely. Um, it He's got sort about... of goggles in it. Mm, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's another another fan? I'm another fan of it. Um, so the thing, the thing about the vision is that he doesn't get the credit because. I know this idea was probably taken from elsewhere, but he's basically data, isn't he? From yes. Star Trek. Yeah. He's a he's an android who wants to be more. And he becomes from for young for young Esmond, he became the focal point of a stranger in a strange land in the Avengers. You know, he was that stranger. He wanted to be accepted. He's a, you know, he's that powerful dude. But people shun him because he's an android as well. They don't know what to make of him. They know he's got these connections with Ultron. Um they know um he you know he was sort of almost posed as a villain fighting them when he first started there's a romance thing with um wanda which begins to start bubbling away um but this is the, this is the day that he joins and they cap kind of pushes people into having a fight with him to to test his power you know test how strong he is and stuff and he punches out giant man Cap dives through him because he's got this ability to turn intangible, isn't he? And he he almost stands toe to toe with Thor. Thor ends up sending punching him and sending him across the room. But he's that's pretty, you know. At the time, I'm thinking, wow, this guy's pretty impressive. Um, I think you need to go back and look at it because Busima is absolutely on the top of his game for me. And you got to remember that John Busima um, has been quite vocal about he didn't really enjoy drawing superhero comics. He preferred Conan, which I suppose is kind of where you guys would know him from best, I'm going to say. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But the... He does... Busima... You could easily say everyone looks the same. And they kind of do just with different coloured hair often. But uh, there's a real... A real impact to his, you know, he, he like people like Kane and people like that. Gil Kane, he he knows musculature. He knows how, how to show strength and impact and power in a punch and stuff like that. And, but they pin it. Him and Roy pin down the character. So you got like a sarcastic Hawkeye in this, who was kind of long before you know all this sort of bro stuff and all the nonsense we get in the movies. He, he was this angry, sarcastic, humorous kind of character in the Avengers. You got. Iron Man sort of pissed off. Thor is manipulated because he's, let's face it, his blood's up and it, but he ain't that bright as he often. And you got the Black Panther landing and leading the reader through the story. Um, there's so much in this issue to read. There's flashbacks, there's fights, there's personal stuff, there's dealings between the Avengers, other villains appear, the Enchantress appears as well. It's it's really good. And the the big point of this is the last page. So... The Vision's been through a lot. He's been through all this. He, he's not sure who he is. He's, he's got the mind. Um, they, they've they kind of given him the mind of someone else, or have they, and he's the body of someone else, or is he? And he goes off to be quiet for a minute, and just a single tear goes down his cheek. And I think they say as much in um, Avengers 58 with what happens to the Vision all the way to that impactful last page, is they do in whole seasons of Star Trek with Data, you know. Um, it's really, it's really good. I love, I love the Vision's early design. I think the same as everything they sort of noodle about with things now, don't they? Mm. Um, you see, like little, you know, almost like they're wearing armor. You know, lines yeah. down everything. They over-design characters. I think t- yeah, a lot of the time. But with this, you used to look at it, you think, is that a costume or has he got red skin? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. actually quite a shock when they took his sort of cowl off and you, oh no, he is a red person. You know, stuff like that. It was just very. Do you mean, 
we lose that, don't we? Now, when a new character, because we're old and cynical and stuff, when a new character is introduced in a comic, we we I was so excited by it back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's kind of dumb. Yeah, because there's a new character interacting with you, these beloved characters that you know and love. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Hap Thor, and like, oh, what's he? What's his character going to bring to the table? Yeah, so, like it's all it's heightened, isn't it? Probably yeah, how's he going to mess with my favorite team? And- yeah. Yeah, well, that sort of thing, and also the the fact that he could become this guy could become one of my favorites. Yeah, and and is now is is yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. I loved I loved the the Vision of Scarlet Witch miniseries, both of them that we got. I loved the uh, the the West Coast Avengers and the burn stuff that they did with him, and yeah, really good. With that intangibility, he's well powerful, and like it adds another character, like an interesting personality to the to be able to write that kind of like yeah. data like cold, emotionless robot thing is well not. Cold, but cold yeah, cold. I know what you mean. There is that, but the, you know, you, the reader knows. Yeah. The reader knows there's more. Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like they, the reader's in on the secret. And I put the last page, even Andro- Android can cry up there. Um, not quite as good for me, but up there with this man, this monster, when the thing's standing in the rain on page right, one. Yeah, you know, I just uh, see Marvel was so good at communicating personality and character back then. Totally. Just brilliant, you know. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So go and look it out. Do yourself a favor. It's on the app. You can find it on Comixology. You find it everywhere. I think. I think. I can't, I'm trying to remember where I first read it. It might have been in Treasury Edition. I think maybe. Mm. Um, but you can find it all over the place. So it's Avengers 58 Volume One. Make sure you do Volume One, Avengers 58. When you think this was only the 58th issue of Avengers, yeah. And already you've got this such a lovely history of them all. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. By the time we get to 50 issue 58, we'd probably only have had two stories, wouldn't we, by now? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really long, long form. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's um, my one, guys. So, yeah. In terms of looking to the past and like to sort of piggyback on that, uh, and this is in this is in no way a sort of like uh, you know things were better when it was it was like this. This this more like also an exercise for creators who haven't like especially younger creators who haven't seen these comics and stuff is to go back and to just pick up an issue or of something you know see if you um see if there's something you like in it and and for me um what i what i have been enjoying is is going back into some of the british weeklies like from you know when i was a kid like or or just before um not like the 50s and 60s but certainly like you know the 80s onwards and you know um so i would i would say to any creator out there and not enough people talk about this comic anymore i think it's eagle yeah no yeah. what that used for me that used to be a big title. you and the don yeah yeah it was a big title it, and, it, and it well i mean there was the eagle awards weren't there like you know when when comics were uh, in bristol you know they had lots of things like that there was yeah run for donkey's ears eagles people yeah. obviously think about dan dare and and certainly that can be your go-to if that's it. But I say pick up one of those old issues from a comic mart or wherever you find maybe in a charity shop or, you know, one of those, a thrift store or anything like that. And you what you get is a is a weekly, you know, the classic UK weekly comic. It's, for a lot of people, it's, it's oversized, isn't it? It's not, it's magazine sort of size, isn't it? And you get yeah. what you get six stories in there six or seven kind of tales in there i think maybe five or six i can't remember um but there's lots of different styles of you know there there's some 
horror stuff going in there there's science fiction and never mind like when we look beyond obviously we've all watched the documentaries or we've all read the wikipedia or been on the google and we know that when you go behind the curtain or you learn the, the magician's secrets that yes these were just publishing exercises you know we know that these issues had to be made for this these teams were put together for this and blah 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 take all of that out of it take everything you know, you know out of it pick up an issue and just see if there's a, there's a story you like um and you never know when it might catch you one i'm intrigued to sort of discover sounds strange saying discover about like a you know comics that <laughs> that are now got that wonderful dirty paper smell but you know what i mean you, you can still discover at any point um i've been thinking about reading doom lord doom lord when i was a kid wasn't really interested in it it was it was the it was the title yeah. that i was like now nah, i've got my other ones and obviously yeah people know about storm force and a battle thing you know the battle and action force blah 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 um but doom lord was always there always stuck in my mind um i didn't know for instance alan alan grant and john wagner like kicked it off you know now that i know those names i'll probably read it differently those personal friends in the pod yeah. <laughs> eric bradbury <laughs> yeah. um i certainly remember that art style going through it but what was the story you know i know it started as photo comics that became inked sort of weekly tales and it's not about anymore C- correct me if i'm wrong there, there must be a there must be a rights thing there must be some sort of publishing rights thing because this thing you know you just go on wikipedia and it says it runs it ran until october 89 yeah, I don't, I don't know what the situation is. I know a lot of books are slowly being put out, aren't they, yeah. at the moment? Yeah. But it is, you know, I I remember coming back from a Comet Mart a couple of years ago, having a, a bunch of eagles and on the bus, didn't want to go through all the raft of other comics I had to go through. There was just this pile, and I thought, uh, I'll just pick up one of those. And Doom Lord just really struck me. It was a real, oh, wow, I saw it on a whole new level. So for the... I don't need to tell the people who love vintage comics, go check out some vintage comics. We're going to anyway, aren't we? Yeah. Let, let's be honest. We're going to rediscover those strips we used to love. Um, or, you know, maybe you haven't read it for a while, so then you just rediscover it again. I would advise any creators out there, um, sort of newer creators, to maybe just take a shot on some of these little anthologies whether it be the UK ones or you know, maybe if there's something similar in the States something you're intrigued by is on your periphery of your vision because you never know what might influence you or inspire you because there's a lot of these titles they were running for years and when the kids were buying them weekly they were enraptured by them absolutely just loving the stories doing the fan art and sending it in and getting it printed you know these things have merit we may look back and go well that was a bit silly now sometimes you just got to see it for what it is and still enjoy it um because there's no area of comics that is more forgotten than british weekly comics no totally you know people know more about manga in this country than they do about valiant or warlord Yeah. yeah yeah and you know it's maybe an exercise for the new year if you can even if you like 
just all of that stuff. Just pick up a weekly issue. You it might not be for you, but when you go to a comic mart, if you see them on eBay, they're only a couple of pound. Yeah, see them in a charity shop. Yeah, pick up loads. And, yeah. and you know, I, I mean, I've, I've eBay purchased quite a, quite a few for the collection and they're surprisingly good nick a lot of them as well which is a which is a joy to see um so just pick a cover and they had such wonderful covers didn't they a weekly you know because if you yeah. think never mind every month being on a shelf to try and get your attention imagine that every week you know it had to be a different story on the on the cover every time i mean tiger or war the, Roar of the rovers these sort of books you know they were yeah people fucking loved them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. People don't understand. Uh, Roy and the Rovers, enormous comic. It, it yeah. was, it was enormous. Um, obviously, in this day and age, that's what comic can't really exist, go follow Barry Tomlinson on uh, yeah. Twitter because he's always yeah. putting great covers out. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because I, I don't know uh, that uh, Roy and the Rovers completely passed me by because. Although I see the into comics, football just wasn't my bag. Yeah, it was so very much the last thing that I would read in the car on a trip yeah. or something. You know, if there it wasn't hit anything me else about it. at the phase when I went through my liking football phase when I was a when I was a kid. Who was your team? Um, I had several different. I was changing all the time. I wasn't a proper football fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, and it was also especially the nineteen ninety World Cup because Gary Lineker was in Royal the Rovers. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll watch like some of the international tournament stuff, but there's kind of yeah, yeah. this the national game was not no, really yeah yeah, um, but that was that was front and center on the news mm. agent shelves, you know yeah, and that was big guns, yeah. but yeah, so you know maybe take a look back, at, maybe if you want to do a sports comic, have a look at something like that. It may seem random, but there's storytelling going on in there that you may that might help. When you get We've had MMA comics, haven't we? Yeah. I wouldn't call wrestling a sport, really. It's kind of one, isn't How it? dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they even class it as sports entertainment. So. Oh, do they? Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. It's interesting because the idea of doing like a sports comic, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not sure about that. But like, obviously, the manga, they. Yeah, they love it. Every and the tension's inbuilt. The storyline's yeah. inbuilt to the game, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. yeah. Because if you think about it, it's a Johnny Cougar. Like just like a Dragon Ball Z would be a one on one on one fight, you know, building up to that. The sports games like like a tennis championship. It's exactly the same thing. Do you know what I mean? It's that, just that game. Kind of it's thing. just game of death, isn't it? Yeah. Game of death's yeah. a sports comic, a sports yeah. movie in a way, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I think over the next year, we'll we'll talk about it with though, that right? fence, didn't we? What was that with that fencing comic at one yeah. point? Yeah, there's, there's been a the, few things. There's lots of them, and certainly in a lot of bookstores, especially like the the young adult graphic novel section. You know, those ones that are published through actual sort of book publishing houses rather than mm, your Scholastic or someone. Yeah, yeah Scholastic. Yeah. There's yeah, like there's a, a horse riding comics there. or something. I've seen a few yeah. there, really well put together books that are sports based. Um, well, if he's yeah. got an insight into the actual sport itself, yeah, and like some the person who's writing it has competed, that's that is inherently interesting. Because... You've got personalities, you've got yes. rivalries, you've got yeah. competitions, you've got cliffhangers. Yeah. You know, it's all there. It writes itself in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So you know, certainly, if if you're thinking, oh, I, I need, I'm gonna, I've got my sports comic. I'm gonna look for influence here. Also, look back. You know, because influences can be found out anywhere but you might not think i mean you might not be in the football but there might be something about the way they tell that story that appears yeah to you. um yeah so that's for me that the british uk weeklies and as tony says like 
there's a lot of characters and strips that are completely forgotten about and won't get collected. They won't get reprinted. It's just um, not the audience, is there? For a there lot of there's there's yeah. no there's no audience for it. But I I think there is an audience that will find some joy out of reading some of these, and I'm sure there's sites where you can read them and people have you know scanned some of the old old ones, etc. Um, Sheaf is the main man for that. Um, so what's the name of his website? The Don. Yeah, the Don. Uh, Boys Adventure. Ah. Oh. Isn't it Boys Adventure Comics? I think it might be. Apologies, Don, but um, sorry, mate. I mean, he is. I look at it almost every day. He is the expert, and always (laughs) a joy talking to him. But you know, there's a reason that the the British comics were still going all the way, you know, all that time because weekly comics. And when I say weekly comics, I will also say look beyond 2018. Yeah, BoysAdventureComics.blogspot.com. That's it. Check it out. Brilliant site. But. Obviously, 2000 AD is always the name that people mention. I My advice would be look beyond that. As much as we love it, as much as we love it, look beyond that to the ego. But it, even if you just like battles. sci-fi, you've got Tornado, Star-Lord, yeah. yeah. Star-Blazer. You know, yeah. There's loads of other stuff you can look at. Yeah. 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 And sometimes just go for the art, even if you don't like the stories, because some of the art in that, forget about it. Just absolutely forget about it. Absolute legends working on some of those books. So that's my one yeah. in terms of Christmas past. Danny my one is going to tie into the uh, the gift that Tony got me. All right. I, I've, t- I've been reading through the old G.I. Joe stuff. Uh, only like a two or three issues a week. And I'm... Almost, the trim stuff. And, uh... Yeah, like the, the, the classic Larry Hammer, kind of right from the, the issue one. And I'm all nearly up to the point where we they do the infamous uh, silent issue. And it kind of, from that point on, it kind of finds its feet. But again, it's like reading these issues they're very much one and done like you you could pick up any issue of gi joe there and just kind of be like that old ethos this is written to be someone's first comic you could do that with this and it's not a problem it's all the characters get introduced it's just like you'd be in it and it's like yeah this is fucking great it's just real good old school comic fun i mean it's it's a shame i i, I try not to look back and like in those kind of rose tinted glasses but I've got fond memories of reading this stuff when I was younger and just absolutely loving it, rereading it loads and loads of times. But uh, I don't know about you, I read that new one, the, the issue 301, and I was kind of like, eh, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. kind of. It, it, it suffered, I mean, for, for me, it suffered not through like um, anything in terms of the way it looked or the way it read. Um, it was a classic case of I hadn't read 300 issues up until yeah. that, so I was kind of lost. I was kind of hoping it was going to be what they've done with Transformers. Yeah. I, you know, kind of like a, a yeah. reboot of sorts. I think we might get that in some of the um, the individual comics, you know. With the, like, the Duke, like Duke one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we might get some of that. I've got that on order, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that one plays out. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Um, I've got the first few pages of that in the back of the reprint they did of the G.I. Joe one that I bought a couple of right, weekends ago. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. presumably that's what we're going to do. Like, it's going to be the Energon universe G.I. Joe and... I guess, uh, yeah. There they go. I Maybe. think they're separating two of them, aren't they? One of them's going to be energy on the, the other's not. Is that right, I think? Okay. I'm not too sure about that. No, I don't but, know. I've only heard that second hand. Yeah. That, but, confuses, uh, that confuses me just hearing it. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd be kind of reaching for the... Sounds the like a sales mistake, that. I'd, I'd be reaching for the Transformers trade over the, the G.I. Joe one in regards to that, because I was like, Ugh, okay, zombies, I'm not sure about this. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah. It's kind of... 
you know when comics are around for so long they start putting in like wackier and wackier concepts at times well they can do and sometimes i was trying to think of a, a term for it because in films and tv you got uh jump the shark from the famous episode of happy days where fonzie's like water ski uh water skiing and there's a shark in there and he jumps over it and it's like yeah. you've gone you've gone so far from fucking what happy days is about yeah. that it's just parody how stupid i'm sure there's got to be a term in comics that's something similar where you've just like this one you've you don't know what to do with this anymore and you've done something no matter uh, everyone what becomes it is. a venom I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you do coin that online, you'll be accused of being uh, toxic. So you can't hate a hater. A hater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <It> <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. So that's my. I mean, there, there's a lot of good comics in the past. It's yeah. Yeah, of course there are. Yeah, yeah. and there, there, there's never been a time like when I was a kid. If you missed a comic at the news agents, you were like really pissed off because you knew you'd never see it again. That's it. Yeah. Unless you were lucky Fuck. enough for your dad to take you to a comic mart. Yeah. Um. But now you can find it in two seconds online yeah yeah what time just jump online we jumped yeah. on when we said we're going to do this this hitman issue it was on kindle unlimited one pound 50 with a comic yeah that's nothing yeah just yeah. blaze through it it was a really really good time uh, yeah i really enjoyed it that's why i'm enjoying the marvel and dc apps at the moment that's really that's why i really am i'm kind of um, i'm in an hour I, I think i'm definitely going to go with uh global comics for next year because yeah. the, the, the we you were discussing that before the start of the show, and there there is issues, but generally well, that, global comics is a good fucking great service. Essentially, yeah, that that night that nicely segues from the past to the present. Yes, um, yeah. obviously, this one is. I mean, we talk about comics in the present um, on a, on a weekly basis. Um, so certainly go back and check out some of our previous episodes. No, I'm only joking. Um, and like for instance we could list lots of the books um that we've talked about in the year but we're going to do that on our next episode talk about our, well, our, our what are we doing next week? is it top three top three yeah top yeah three. i guess yeah okay yeah. Right, okay. yeah God, it's gonna be hard work yeah i'm so glad we've got the uh the acp recommends yeah yeah but in terms of um like the comics present and things things to be thankful for and to look forward to um this particular time of year in comics um i think tony you should go for because there's a particular thing we want to talk about yeah so this was nice um so i want to focus in on the triumph that has been part of the acp community this year uh, uh spearheaded by our buddy Eamon clark yeah. from the mega city book club is dui3 was an absolute triumph it's um it's now sold out um we got virtually no press on that book did we no no like, virtually nothing no. i think we had some sort of yeah. friends in some places who kind of mentioned it but yeah that was uh, about it um but we sold out uh very reasonably quickly compared to a lot of small press books and Eamon sent us the total through that goes to the mental health charity mind 1033 pounds brilliant that's good i mean it's around yeah. about three thousand we've run we've raised over the the course of the three issues now um, along with uh, Sarah, who edited the first one, Sarah Harris, Eamon edited the last two, and along with everyone else who's given their time freely to be involved yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, and for something current, I'm going to say, let's not make this the end of helping out Mind. Um, no. no. Prob- I produce a couple of comics a year extra that raise money for Mind as well. They're a great charity. Um, you can go to mind.org.uk and donate there. Um, I saw, I was looking at their website today, I saw they quote, they've, they've, 
they they've spoken to 23.3 million times people have contacted them this year man fucking hell that's a lot and that's yeah. going to more likely going to go up yeah. yeah yeah and it's a it's a time um where people can be lonely can be sad can be upset can be abused uh over christmas and new year so go there you can find if you're also on, on the gram like we are go to mind a charity on instagram and you can follow them there and they put out like nice little sort of mindfulness tips and stuff like that um awful lot of time for these people yeah. great great people really friendly as well so well done to Eamon. well done to the community you should be rightfully pleased yourselves that yeah. this is sold out and you've done it for the right reasons um and uh nice little chunk of change sent to mind so there you go yeah that's great that's my current one yeah always got to celebrate what's good in the when it comes to just charity charitable mm. work at, especially at this time of year but at any time of year and mind is just fantastic you know we yeah can, we and can... thanks to the people who did buy a copy yeah um if i haven't thanked you that then i've just missed you because i'm not seeing everyone who's buying it but um there are people who have bought the anthology um who may not have read the anthology who won't be listening to this episode but thank you anyway hmm. because your money yeah. has gone to a good cause so yeah. it, it doesn't i'll put it in my work slack group and someone bought it for their niece for a christmas gift oh nice she's quite arty at a university and she thought she might like it so yeah yeah nice. yeah i put it in my put it in my work whatsapp group and uh, loads mm. of people bought a copy yeah oh, that's brilliant that's yeah. brilliant yeah. yeah so um obviously stay tuned as like dui isn't gone and obviously on this show we're, yeah. we're very much about like helping out uh, charitable causes so over the next year just stay tuned for when we announce things like that because you know um, so the first first charity refuge was when sarah promoted it yeah and edited it the second one was um uh what was it cancer research uk Eamon's first year Eamon's second year was mine so they're the three charities we've made money for so far and i think there's a lot of people who talk about mental health online and yeah. nice to see that the acp community actually did something about it mm. yeah 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 well done everyone yeah so uh, and uh thanks for everyone who con contributed their their time and skills to to making it yeah yeah uh, it's no small effort as as we know as comic creators to put together a comic and uh, well i know we said it before hats off to raymond because this one was a real beast it was a real <laughs> well it gets bigger every time doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of like trying to corral cats <laughs> yeah <It's> like, <laughs> yeah very tricky yeah. yeah um but i think to um piggyback off um talking about the community for me and i know we we say it, we won't say it too much so much at the end i don't think um and like i say in terms of comics to check out stay tuned for next week because we'll be naming a whole ton to get your pens and pencils ready for your wish list then but i honestly uh the acp slack community um wholeheartedly because i can say this because it's got nothing to do with me i'm on it um and that community obviously because that slack group was created in because of this show but mm. then we just we we've had nothing to do with how wonderful the people are on there the the discourse the discussions um i go on there just to read it i'm not i, I can i say this as someone that's not on there all the time posting a lot um just in general on social media i don't anyway but i'm it's like thanksgiving episode isn't it uh, <laughs> um, but i am 
in terms of comics presence i'm ever more thankful and appreciative of positive comics communities um and discourse and discussion and just people a rising tide lifts all ships doesn't it really yeah Yeah. and like work like the people pushing forward for the anthology or or people who have got their own comics there's people from all over the world that are on that slack group and every single one of them is is a massive thumbs up in in my book you know and you don't you don't have to agree with anything that we say you don't have to be you don't even have to like us but people on there are so nice and and so no no bar a membership yeah that's the thing everyone's welcome yeah 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 and like you often say dan we you've never we've never had to moderate it no no it's kind of pretty much self-moderating yeah yeah I mean, there's 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 people post stuff on there that I don't agree with, and there's been sort of like not crossed words, but it's adult conversation and not kind of yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you're the fucking worst of humanity, blah blah blah. You're a Nazi. We don't yeah. we don't we don't even have to say exactly the, the yes. obvious of if things go on there that shouldn't go on there, that's it. You're done. We don't have to say it because that's not the sort of place it is. It's a really nice. I've never had to give anyone a pull. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. So, so I can say that, like, I enjoy reading that as much as I enjoy re- reading the comics. Do you know what I mean? Certainly, the discussion that happens after every weekly episode. Um, certainly, when people are saying, "Check this out," or, or um, Troy, I believe, um, put me correct, correcting me on something that I got wrong in the episode. <laughs> fucking hell, so, we need a whole channel for that's shit. A long yeah, fucking yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I think. Um, there's probably, I mean, there, well, not probably. There is wonderful communities of comics uh, readers, fans, creators out there. Whether it be on Discords or maybe you've got your own WhatsApp groups or wh- whatever it is, I'm just finding a group of people, finding your group of people, which you know used to be going to convention or or like sometimes going to a comic book shop and obviously with a pandemic there was less of that so some people are still feeling the effects of not being able to go out they're not comfortable going out into social spaces and i totally get that um to have an online place that's a positive place um is is really useful so i, th- I think you know a positive comments community and the acp slack which sounds like i'm shilling for it but it's because i'm a fan of it that would be my my comics nice one comics and if you want to get on it just give us a shout and we'll send you the link yeah i kind of nodded off at the wheel when when i said a fatal accident in regards to the uh <laughs> draw the christmas draw off but oh yeah you've done that today that, yeah that's gonna be done posted up tomorrow and you're gonna get to see who you're gonna draw for so if you want to do like a physical picture and send it out to them you can draw that and then just post up the the digital scan of it on oh what should you do christmas eve would that be the good time? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Or do you want yeah. to do New Year's Eve? A New Year's Eve's fine. Yeah, yeah. Let's do New Year's Eve because it gives everyone a bit more time. I reckon. Give mm. more time to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good shout. Okay. Yeah, that'd be uh, something to look forward to in the Slack. Maybe if you get in there, oh, I've already done the draw. But any latecomers, <laughs> if you if you come to it, like I, could, I might be able to pair you up with someone. So don't don't feel like just because it's all over, it's. You can't get involved. You might be able and, to. And certainly that's going to be a thread full of uh, wonderful artwork, isn't it, Dan? I think. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, we, me and Cole 
Henley is still cracking on with our yeah uh, they're great man September I fucked up today and missed out one so I'm I've swapped days on one so uh my skywalk which I was supposed to post today will go up tomorrow so sorry to let I've let you down myself down and <laughs> entirely the and, and also it's probably already been posted by the time you listen to this so don't worry about it yeah <laughs> well I'm I'm back still back to the getting up Dan, stupid you o'clock. do a billion things you owe nothing to no one don't <laughs> fucking worry about it <laughs> Jesus Christ. When you said you were doing another fucking art a day, I thought, the dude's fucking mad. I know, we do a whole year of it. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think what I can do for uh, January. Don't be, look. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh, I've, I've started... what's, what's a good word to fit in with January? What is it? It's, it's an X-Men related it's one. X-Manuary. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch <laughs> when I said it it didn't Mut- right. mutanuary, mutanuary. That I could work, draw I every Jan in comics I've got Jen Jen no not Jen yeah. Jan Jan Waters no I can't do Jen. that you no. can't <laughs> January and I'm, I'm reaching out to you how about you this do is, Jen 13 you and you do January Jan, Jan 13 Jen, no Jen 13 you know the image book yeah 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 January well, mind you he, he, but how many what, characters are in Jen, Jen 13 about, not enough Generation X characters yeah so you've got gen gen 13 and generation x generation x i could do that is Hang 30... on, this is, i tell you what this is terrible content for... <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just do gen, january and you can do all just mutants don't you yeah mm. yeah that's fine do a load okay. of sexy um sexy lady mutants yeah or just draw jennifer aniston for every single day yeah uh, as mute as, uh, as the various characters mutant, in yeah, as wolverine yeah, yeah. yeah jennifer aniston's mr sinister you get, need to give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but my my thing present goes to Christmas present. Uh, which one was he in Scrooged? Was he the uh, cat taxi he was the, cab driver? Was, no. Oh yeah, he was. He oh, was, was the, the fairy, wasn't it? The violent fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray. Uh, that's a strange. As a bit of an aside, Scrooge. That's a bit of a stranger because he isn't sort of shown the error of his ways. He's sort of gaslit and beaten into thinking. <laughs> the way they want them to think, but he doesn't actually seem to undergo a change of heart. But enough about Scrooge. <laughs> I'll rewatch that and give it, give it a... I would say, like, there's a lot of kind of the, the, the comics discourse about, like, our oh, modern comics, crap, this is crap. Like, there's loads of comics out there that are not coming out from the big two that are fucking awesome. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? There's loads, yeah. absolutely loads. And it, you can kind of, people can get, get a bit sort of up to you about the marvel dc stuff not being up to what they they expect it to be but what we've done on this show and we'll we'll continue to try and do is highlight stuff that maybe you haven't seen and conversely like if you've got titles you'd think you'd like us to check out we're all ears about that yeah i, I can't wait to pick up a new series that i'm thinking i'm gonna love and i often get messages off people off the slack dm to me so have you checked this out and then i look at it and it's that is fucking awesome God, when, it, when uh, a guest sometimes we have a guest come on to recommend something and they name a couple of titles I've never heard of before. A little green yeah, light goes off in my head. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I need to write that down. Uh, and also the, the wonderful world of web comics. That's all yeah. still cracking on. And mm. again, that's getting more and more varied, more and more different. And there's they're free, which is fucking great. Yeah. If you've got kind of like the Webtoons app, away you go, all various websites. You can look on Spider Forest or Collective of Heroes. There's the the web is bursting with comics yeah it's going to be hard not to kind of find one that you, you that doesn't fit your tastes and sensibilities yeah 
and if you a part of any of the the creator groups on Facebook or any other social media platform you can want to go on, they're also jammed to the gills with books mm. that that are being crowdfunded or crowdsourced, or you can buy them directly from the creators themselves. Like the uh, web web comic thing as well. Like um, about five years ago, when we were doing this show, it's like web comics could be the future of comics. Web comics are just web comics now. They just yeah. it, it's it's They're now just established. It's just part of the yeah. landscape now. Um, and it's always fascinating to see which ones you know take off and stay the course. Or yeah. I mean, sometimes they they do so well that the creators offered like a platform on, and they can jump onto another a bigger bigger thing, and they have to kind of leave that behind, which is. It's always sad to see, but like if they're doing bigger and better things, yeah. There's there's so the many as well that, I, that I've I've sort of made note of that I just need to go back to the beginning and. I, I mean, just... if you follow Rob Carey on Twitter, oh, he posts yeah. up pages of like pictures he's done, and it's like, well, why didn't that get fucking made into a comic? That looks <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, 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 but <laughs> yeah, so kind of don't don't be too glum there's there's plenty of stuff to kind of yeah 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 sometimes like um it seems like that the people always talking about the storm clouds over comics um you know never mind take all the sales aside there's still still wonderful creative stuff being done there and we're always looking for good stories and fresh takes on things and um you Hmm. know there's certainly um it's, uh, as we speak, there's a loud discourse going on about things um, that yeah. I'm not going to get drawn into anymore. No. I, I'm now in the where's that next thing that's to go? Give me that shot of adrenaline in my arm. Um, I which... think people just like like arguing online, yeah. and it's got oh, nothing it's totally to do with really, comics yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I do think some people are trying to do the right thing, and just people just like to argue yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. It's boring. I, mean, I um I sort of made a rare rare posts on social media recently and with, with sort of like now i'm just gonna post some here's something to check out here's some uh, you know yeah, I don't, don't, I honestly I don't, don't engage with it it's, i don't, I don't want to get caught up in any of that stuff no we do that every week yeah, yeah. we do that every week so yeah. if people aren't people people take notes of it so it's a good thing. you know so it's all about sort of paying it forward and uh talk about forward the future are we on the future already? Yeah, 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 we are on the future is now. Well, no, what I said just then is now the past. No, but it's the present. No, but let's talk about <laughs> the... Oh, God. Uh, but yes, the ghost of Christmas comics future. Well, not necessarily Christmas. Um, What great things are, are we looking forward to like in the coming months? Or what are we looking forward to seeing in the coming months? This, this is kind of a an impromptu... I don't think we're going to have a proper big show about what's going to happen in the next... You know what we're looking forward to in comics. This is kind of a mini version of that. Um, in terms of the future of comics, what what has got you sort of buzzed or jonesed? Uh, I can tell you mine. Yeah, go. For yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've got a number of things. Firstly, I want to see Dan get paid to do a comic based on that present I got him. Oh, I'd love for that. Ah, <laughs> yes. I want to see Vince um, uh, get rinsed buying every single massive comic that Usagi Ajimbo appears in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a feeling that, um, that it's that addictive. Could yeah, that could yeah. Um, two. Of my, I can't say because it's not my place to say. But two two friends who um, I enjoyed a certain uh, now notorious dinner with in New York in um, uh, Bethesda are thinking of working together, and um, I'm very excited by it. I think it'd be perfect. Um, 
yeah, so I'm really, I heard about that the other day. I'm always excited for anything new from um, Mr. Falp. Um, we'll probably do a couple more things. We've got a couple of Tijuana Bibles in the, uh, or as we call them, graphic gospels in the works. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with my my stories. And I'm always looking forward to seeing stuff by Cliff, yeah. um, who just sends me filth daily, to be fair. <laughs> and uh, and Daryl Thorpe. I'm always looking forward to yeah. seeing stuff. And um, I don't know if you've seen Daryl's new book. He put it, he put a copy of it in the Slack. Yeah. Um, did you get to see it, guys? Yeah, I downloaded it. I haven't read it properly yet. but ooh, No, 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 yeah. It's kind of like a silent comic. It's, um, it's gorgeous, it's re- as always. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and he's I've, he's kind of kept me in the loop a bit with it um, for a while. And um, I re- really do, really do think it's good. Um, I'll le- I'm not sure whether he's stuck it out yet or not. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know whether it's um, it's live as it was. No. As it were. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you read it, Dan? No, no, no. I've not read that one yet. No. It's kind of this week's been a real fucking weird one of trying to get boxes ticked before Christmas. So my fucking head's been all over the okay, shop. Yeah. I've no chance to read that one. Yeah. As, to be as, fair, I'm just as, as, as well as like doing his job, having his life, getting up at God, God knows what hour and morning, spending doing, drawing fucking transformers, doing web comics. Fucking <laughs> And spending 20, 20 buff on pick and mix. Twenty buff on pick and mix. Yeah, the, uh, yeah I've, I've checked his Instagram, so I didn't know whether I was allowed to talk about it. But he's posted on Instagram. I should know because I reposted it. It's called Drusa and Gumbo Silent Comic. If you go to uh, Mister Forp F O R P E, um, then you can find he stuck the first few pages of it out. It's kind of it's really good. Yeah, it, it's really fun, really different, done in a sort of square style. I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's. I don't think I can say. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't, don't know what I can say about it because we've been talking about it for a while. But uh, yeah, go and check out Mister Forp on Instagram, and you can see an example of it. Or if you're on the Slack, I think he sent a copy through for everyone to read. He did. Yeah, I've got yeah. that downloaded in my comics folder. So nice I only one. read that re- this week, and then and then shout from the hills about it. Uh, there you go. Good stuff. Yeah. They're my ones, guys. Easy. Yeah. So get on with that, Dan. Uh, my one is going to be. Uh, I, I'm doing. The, the third issue of Viper this year. So I've got oh, nice. two comics this year. And one is going to be the next issue of Vanguard. And then the second half, I'm going to do this, the third issue of Viper. And then next year will be 2025. That'll be the final issue of Vanguard, pretty much. I think that's going to take the better part of the year because that's going to be a fucking massive issue. So <clears throat> the the I've really got into the headspace of doing the third Viper comic. I've kind of... Just, oh, good. It's just kind of flowing out all the ideas and the story. I've just got to kind of tighten up the script, but it's it's all there. I uh, Matthew Bunt sent me the uh, the book for Airwolf, the TV series. <laughs> Someone wrote a book. Well, like a novel. Yeah, like a novella of the the, the first pilot episode. Ah, okay. That just like it was like filling in holes I had in the script. I was like that's fucking gold. That's fucking gold. Like just. <laughs> Just little bits. I was like, "Oh, bro, yeah, this is just." You have this to call, is, you have to call someone Bunce in the next issue. Or something. Yeah, I call him, but I got him in my phone as Buncey. So, uh, <laughs> nice. He's the Bunce. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to just more creating next year. I think I'm going to try and keep on doing this one a day thing because it just keeps hard you, work, man. It's, yeah, it can be a bit Especially tough. You're going to put it together. Man. You're going to you're going to put Joe Vember in together or anything like that. Or? I might do, yeah, but. Yeah. I wouldn't sell it because I don't like to make money off other people's IP. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I get you, mate. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, what? but I, I might put them together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think um, for me, the comic future 
which is kind of exciting um past all the digital comics and everything it's seeing creators interactions through different mediums that are pushing beyond like social media for instance is a, a, a strange way so people are stepping away from certain platforms moving to other platforms or finding something that that is a regular way to do it and there i'm interested to see um in a, in a good way the the likes of patreon and substack like substack i'm loving def- substack at the moment definitely very interesting i think i think that's something that's going to over the next couple of years ago blur but I, th- I think we're certainly going to see even more of it i mean i i follow a, a couple at the moment there's some fantastic ones um i'm looking forward i, I should we recommend next... one next week should we all choose a substack to recommend yeah you know what yeah, i've a been good one. so out of it on substack because kind of like i feel like oh man if i start getting into this this is another it, another it, thing i've got to it, do every day yeah it's a... <laughs> and that's no that's not knocking anyone that does one at all but, but that's just... part of like the interesting part of it we're getting back into the um a substack being you know the evolution of the email newsletter or subscription you know mm. that kind of, but there's more to it than that and you can do much more with it and i know sort of certainly when it comes to comic creatives and creators they're always thinking of how to twist and doing a little the bang for the buck um which of course you can get with lots of independent creators on patreon and stuff i know we're talking about the the transformer stuff but dan posts up like work in progress all the time on his patreon so there is a a a real value to these sort of services um so i'm interested to see in the future how more creative people utilize those things or certainly there may be there'll probably be one or two new ones that that crop up um as this burgeoning scene moves into other areas as i think we leave behind some of the old um the burning castles of social media um which of course have been a very useful tool for publicity promotion creative stuff they they were no matter what we say about them now there was a real this show wouldn't exist without social media so <laughs> that that is a, that is a fact that's how we, we got in at a good time didn't we on yeah, it, i suppose yeah yeah mm. so there, there were golden days of it uh, <laughs> at a certain mm. time so as people move around what what will be the new thing what what is the what is the answer um i don't think there's a there's a definite answer um, and I think as more people refine their ears to listen out for the creators that they like and they want to read, I think Substack and those sort of subscription services, those newsletter services, are going to boom even more in the new years. I think yeah. I'm more interested in the individual creators doing it than companies. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm not aware of companies doing it at the moment, but I'm sure there's all the publishers will have substacks and things like that you know or something similar um so it's going to be an interesting time um i'm but i'm looking forward to it because i'm thinking of the most positive way that comics can move forward <laughs> which we all should we all should yeah at that time yeah. of year you know i mean it's been quite a year in comics hasn't it yeah, yeah. it's been a difficult year mate i just yeah. i always think this is it this is it. This is the line. We can't get, <laughs> can't go worse than this. And then, 
fucking last week happens you're like jesus christ if we can so i call it the the douglas adams effect you know people argue that black is white and get killed in the zebra crossing and yeah. that's you know people are just that's arguing for the shout. point of arguing and they're and they're, they're killing off you know what's killing off comics the fucking idiots who spend their life arguing mm. yeah. yeah certainly yeah. does not help yeah. one fucking jot yeah uh, so, but we're always here to try and spread some positivity, make you laugh. Um, usually, when we're picking on each other <laughs> and uh, other things in, in, in general. Um, but what a year it's been, and, and there will be many years to follow. I, I'm also um, another thing for the future, and it's more around this show. Um, as obviously, we've had some new listeners jump on over the past couple of months. I'm looking forward to hearing some of those voices and um, mm. sort of discovering new works and you know even if you just listen to the show and you just like listen to the show don't um, don't think you have to be interactive with us but yeah. The, yeah. we we won't bite your head off if you are oh totally I mean not. I spend a good yeah. chunk of my day talking to people who are listeners and stuff you know yeah. in various places mm. and I enjoy it so don't yeah. feel like oh you know yeah I'm bothering um, them or something because we're fucking not like that but mm. certainly if you have got a comic you're working on or you're or you're wanting you wanted to release let us know about it cause get on, and totally. get on the advice channel on slack yeah yeah people are always posting there yeah yeah um so without further we've got some comics to recommend as well um we've got any shout outs gents yeah i've got a few so uh just a big shout out to some i got some gifts through this week very kind of people Eamon, the aforementioned editor uh, from the Mega City Book Club, um, which is there's a Death Set episode just came out this week, which is very good. Hey. Um, thanks to Tom Curry and thanks to Tom from That Comic Smell for sending me some lovely gifts, lovely Christmas gifts. How kind are they? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Those nice. guys might have sent me gifts because they're, they're sitting under my tree. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think there's yeah. one, Chris, my wife gets a bit annoyed if I have more gifts than her, so <laughs> that could play into it. Do you want <laughs> me to send her an action figure too? No, because no, that's one up. <laughs> one up for her. <laughs> Um, 27th of January at Leatherhead Library is the Leatherhead Comic Con. Appearing uh, will be our buddy Dave Brown, who uh, messaged me yesterday. Um, Man, and Dave some... is a fucking machine. He's been creating like mental this yeah. year and he's and improving. Really and improving. improving. Yeah. yeah. God. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff nice he posts on Instagram is bloody brilliant. Yeah. He's a great person to follow on Instagram. Mm. Go, get on that and go and buy his comics. Um, and also, I think some bloke called Brian Hitch is going to be there, but don't worry about that. Go and see True. Dave Brown. Um, Lawless has announced its dates as the 25th and 26th of May 2024. Guests at the moment include Brian Bolland, John Wagner, Pi Parr. There you go, Vince. Yay! Really? Yeah. Double, yeah. Double Tree by Hilton. Yeah. Uh, Dan Cornwall, Connor Boyle, Mick McMahon, many, many, many more. Um, and my final one, happy, no, not my final one, but happy 60th birthday, Simon Russell, who was Yay. 60. I don't think he's going to hate me for saying that, isn't he? Yeah, no, but I met him no, for a coffee last no, week. He barely looks old enough to drink. <laughs> No, he's not. Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> he don't look sixty, to be fair, does he? He's not. No. Yeah. Um Fuck and also <laughs> and also thanks to the Earth Two podcast. Um they did a sort of wrap up of the uh the, the, the episodes that we took part in. And um I haven't listened to the wrap up one yet. I've got it I've got it downloaded, ready to listen to tomorrow. But uh thanks guys. Um and they they do a great podcast. The Earth Two podcast talks about they they basically read through a silver and bronze age comic and uh, from DC and it's it's great fun. They're gonna have a listen to those. And I do a great accent in the recent episode. Nice. Now <laughs> uh, I just want to do a quick shout out and this is both a thank you and a mystery. But I don't oh. want to call out any names right now. So to the 
wonderful, generous person who didn't write a return address or didn't put their name in it, who gifted me the comic book story of professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, by Aubrey Citizen and Chris Marino, which is a hardcore, high flying, no holds barred history of one of the one true sport, Tony. Um, yeah. And this is a glorious looking <laughs> book, great graphic novel. But, and I have been trying to piece together. It, it, there are several, like Cluedo, there are several culprits, and I don't want to. So, whoever kindly gifted me this, please let me know so I can give you hugs and kisses because <laughs> this is lovely. Um, but thank you very much. Very, it was came in a lovely envelope as well with a picture of Santa on it. So, Ooh. Um, I've, I felt I had all the emotion. <laughs> Dan, have you got any shouts? Yes, I've got two. Uh, one that's kind of slipped under the radar is uh, Dan Harris's Noir City Murders and Inktober oh, yeah. Mystery. It's just, it's uh, Dan Harris did this, uh, the, the Inktober 2023, worked off the official prompt list, and he's made uh, a full comic yeah. about it, which you can now back on Kickstarter. It's ridiculous. The, the digital one's only three quid. That's like that's nothing. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. the, the physicals of Fiverr, it's really, really well-priced. Uh, you're gonna have to act sharpish though, because it's only got three days as we record this. So by the time you hear this, you probably only got about one or two days left. So do jump on that ASAP uh, and check that one out. We've uh, got coming in 2024. The Pen Gwyn presents the Bell. Oh yeah, new book bow coming in 2024, as I mentioned previously. And that brings me to the end of my uh, shouts. <laughs> in, in a truly dramatic fashion. Yeah. Love that, love that. Uh, speaking of drama, it's time to recommend some books that no doubt have lots of it. So, Tony, do you want to go first? Yeah, so first one of mine is, again, as part of my reading challenge on Global Comics, I went to the indie page and found Femme Fatale Anthology from uh, who were yeah. you both like the cover didn't you dan did that sort of american psycho sent me the gift for that man making that face when i sent him the cover for this yeah. <laughs> it's from uh dren productions it's an anthology about duplicitous women apparently there's some of them about and uh, great <laughs> great cover greg bow and james maskier um are responsible for the cover i think james maskier is the editor i think we've mentioned this many times before but anthologies can be a mixed bag uh, I think we'll all agree on that. Oh, this okay. is most. This is mostly mostly hit rather than miss. There's a couple of stories in that I wouldn't that one that into. Um, an exception being just a quick mention for Christina Harada and Yasta Goodman's. Uh, it is it, called "If I Can't Be Me" about the revelation of a woman who is a demon. She sort of pulls her skin off. Very simple um, shock story. Um, I'm not actually sure what this comic says about. Honest with you, it will seem to uh, be after something else and a woman taking her skin off and revealing that she is a demon. I'm not sure exactly what that says. Oh, it does appear to have been written by a lady, so I think we'll give that one a pass. Um, there's other highlights included. Uh, Vindictive by Kang Jim and Pavis C, um, which looks, again, we're talking about Edo, Japan. It looks like it takes place in Edo, Japan. And a courtier is called into the chamber of the emperor's wife, and she's quite sexy. She's laying there looking at him, giving him the come-on eyes. And she tries to seduce him, but he refuses, as his honour and his allegiance to the emperor won't let him do anything. 
And as he leaves, she tells him that he will regret his decision. So the husband then calls everyone into the chamber when he returns from his trip for a big meeting and something truly horrific happens, encouraged by the wife influencing the emperor. Again, not sure if that's uh, what that says about anything. Um, Covenant, story by James Maschia, art by uh, Mauricio um, Campantella. Tells, it's a science fiction story. I think it's probably got the nicest art of everything in it that for me, this story. Uh, it tells a story about a bikini-clad woman appearing out of the water, appearing out of the sea, and she walks straight into a bar in a sort of swimming costume, and she gets chatted up by this rich dude who's there, acting flash, couple of bodyguards. Um, he suggests they go back to his room, and not everything as he is as he expects when he gets back there. So it's quite interesting. little play on some robots and a bit of a heist thing going on. I've um Dream Productions are a bit of a a new one to me. Have you guys read anything by them that you know? No, about? I don't think so. No. no, there's a lot of companies like this in the States, especially that we're just not aware of, are we? You know, they they're putting comics out, they're putting them on platforms like Comicsology or 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 Global Comics and stuff. We're just not seeing them really. And I had to scan through their website, drenproductions.com, and there's some really interesting books on there. There's a book called Antichrist, which appears to have been a series of issues collected, I'm going to say, into a, into a trade now. And that looks pretty interesting, and that's on Global Comics as well. Um, I think they're based in Maryland in the US. They were at Baltimore. I noticed from their Instagram that they were at Baltimore Comic Con, which is a shame because I didn't see them there. I must have missed their table when I was sort of wandering around in a daze. Um, you can find them on Instagram at Productions. And you can find them on Twitter at we are Dren D I E N. Yeah, really interesting. Some, uh, so a little bit of cheesecake, a little bit of storytelling, a little bit of noir, a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of fantasy works. Different kind of storytelling techniques. There's no one there who we'd know. I've got to say, there's no artist writers there that we would instantly go, "Oh, I've read his other stuff." It's all it's all new to me, which I think is good. And I think that's the purpose of this sort of global comics project that I'm doing is that I can find these new creators. Um, yeah, re I really enjoyed it. I think it felt like an old school anthology somehow where everyone's okay. been given a chance to tell a story. Everyone's got, a, you know, got some storytelling chops to tell a good, interesting twist in the tail story, but all different styles which I think is what you need in an anthology. They're always seen by us as a sort of jumping off point for small press, weren't they? Um, anthologies, you know, that's often where people would cut their teeth before jumping off and making their totally. own comics. Yep. And I think we need them. Yeah, so it's called Femme Fatale Anthology. Um, it's got a sexy Greg Bow cover. There you go, that's my first one. Nice. Uh, my one is uh, a, another issue one, an image book that I picked up. It was, it was fairly uh, sort of thin on the ground in terms of like obviously as as we get to christmas it always sort of thins out some weeks doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah um and to try and find that sort of cover that will draw me in to be interested to a new issue one can sometimes be a little bit more of a challenge um i'll talk more about the, the cover um in just a second but the pick from my my pick for this week is a blood the bloody dozen a tale of the shrouded the shrouded college Issue one. Now the creators of this: Charles Saul is the writer. Okay. Al Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque is the artist. Rachel Rosenberg is the colorist. Chris Crank is the letterer. And they they had four variant covers: three by Will Sliney and 
uh, won by Albuquerque themselves. That's a strange choice, getting the same artist to do three yeah. covers. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. I believe that that artist, though, was the creator of the first book in this series. Okay. Now, when I said that, when I say that, I didn't know that this was bigger part of a bigger series. This is one of the pro pro points for this book. Um, basically, I was sold by space vampires. Uh, whenever you hear those two words together, you think yes. Uh, Life force. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that film. Yeah, I do uh, as well. Right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby Hooper classic. SAS versus vampires in London. I watched yeah. it again recently, and it still fucking yeah. holds up. It's, it's, really it's a really dodgy cha- like channel of like really exploitative TV films, um, and movies on TV that I watched, and it was on there last night actually. Funny enough, fucking, yeah. yeah. Effects, it, when it ends in like really London, good. London's blowing up, and there's zombies everywhere. It's like fucking hell. You wouldn't know no. it was going to go to that by the no. start of the film. Yeah, no. yeah. No, no. Um, but in the bloody dozen, three down and out astronauts are tasked with the ultimate heist: breaking a group of deadly vampires out of a space prison orbiting the sun. Apollo 13 meets Blade in this killer thriller. We don't need that last line. Um, I also <laughs> was blissfully unaware of this um, series called uh, The Shrouded College. No, I didn't know anything about this. No. Yeah. Um, now. I just thought the bloody when I thought bloody dozen are oh, dirty dozen. Love that, love that story. Love that kind of concept. Anyway, uh, a prison prison break. Okay, space. Yes, vampires. Yes. Oh, they're in a prison that's near the sun. Yes. Um, <laughs> there was just lots of lots of things that sort of tick boxes. And I know Charles saw as obviously as as well as like some of his mainstream work he's been doing a lot of indie stuff like cursed work curse words and stuff like that um, yeah. he's been mentioned a couple of times there with books um yeah. on on this but th- this is another one this is a really um a really enjoyable ride this one a, a great introduction uh, firstly i i loved the sort of um albuquerque's artwork had a real pace and energy to it it's it's a story that's a setup for it's this 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 three astronauts but at the moment, are the bloody dozen the vampires? Anyway, that's something I need to that hasn't been told in this issue. Um, but there was immediately uh, it opens up on uh, 1923, uh, uh, seventeen hundred kilometers north of the Antarctic coast, the most re- remote location on Earth, and you see these people with hoods and goggles, and they approach this sort of this crevice, and within this crevice, there's uh, naturally a medieval castle. Um, that's absolutely surrounded by mutilated bodies, um, and these figures are talking about how someone managed to get out, and they need need to put someone put them somewhere safer. Immediately, I had that sort of almost a pre-credit sort of style setup. I was like, oh, immediately the mystery was already sort of teased in. I don't quite know why the vamp who these vampires are there, why they've been jetted in, into the into sort of space this is an alternate reality sort of earth as well because it jumps 100 years later and you just got to take it with a pinch of salt the sort of the astronauts they are and the sort of uh their scientific technology i'm sure when we get close to it when you see the prison itself that these vampires are locked in um i just thought it was just quite cool but they're, they're like three sort of huge boxes it, it kind of looks it looks like a space station but it also looks like a big cross. It's cheesy, but I kind of dug it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's got to be trashy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Horror, horror films like, and comics have got to be trashy at yeah. some point for me. So, yeah. and the way that it's built up, it's they've all got solar panels on the edge of them. I don't know how it would. I think you need to sort of dis- suspend disbelief because something being so close to the sun as that thing, the astronauts aren't going to get anywhere near it. <laughs> but these, um, the astronauts themselves are all related in some ways there there's sort of personal backstory you, you, there's a lot of great emotive storytelling that's told with some action there's some great action pieces the the main character is someone who hasn't is trained to be an astronaut but her husband is the one that went into space and he died um and you meet her daughter and her step her father-in-law who both have their own particular set of skills, violent set of skills. Um, there are, there's also the topic of drug addiction in this. It deals with some dark themes. It's quite a, it's a very, um, it's a sort of an, uh, the style of artwork which I'm a big fan of. It, it feels like something that I've seen in Scout comics or not necessarily. I know we, I know we lost him a few weeks, uh, a few weeks ago or last week. The cover reminded me of an Ian Gibson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it totally like a Halo is. Jones thing. Yeah, yeah, that there is. Yeah, and I totally. I think it's the faces, isn't it? That kind of. Yeah, face I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, I'm as I always say with these issue ones, it's whether I'm going to be along for issue two. I am. I'm because I want to see where this is going. Um, it's an image book. The only thing that works against this book and more people picking it up, um, is the cover. Yeah, because, and I'm getting it digitally, so I don't know what the variants look like. I don't even they're they're, they're not even in the back matter that I can see. There's some behind the scenes um, pieces, but the cover itself, I have there. There's that I can see. The one I got is the three astronauts, sort of floating in space. Only one of them seems to have a helmet on, um, and there's sort of a red half of a red skull in front of someone, and behind them. Is a photoshopped sun, <laughs> uh, um, and like I say, the the work done on the astronauts and the line work is great, but it kind of looks like this was this was cover five of four. Does that make sense? Yeah. This 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 looks like a, a variant that's just been added. I. I don't want to think that this is the main cover for it because it's not a strong cover. It's a little bit dull. The, the, the main thing I've got with it is when you posted it, the cover, I've not mm. seen it before, where do your eyes go to when you look at that? And your eyes go to the blank space in the middle of the page. Yeah, yeah. And it, it doesn't work like that. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, 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 there's that whole theory about if you draw an X on the cover and all this sort of thing, that's where your eyes go yeah. to. And it just goes to the middle bit where there's nobody there. There's nobody mm. there. There's a sort of um, a very sort of photo. The more I look at it, the more it looks like terrible Photoshop work. But um, there's a... The, the moon. The, the, the sun, sorry. There's the sun. And there's there's a nice effect of like the gas is coming off the sun um, forming a skull. I get that concept. But have that as the cover, you know? Yeah. Instead of yeah, the astronauts, yeah. it, it, there's several different things going on that don't work together. Um, also, that Still, fi- that figure with the white hair isn't in this book. All oh, right, okay. Um, Still don't know where they're taking their helmets off. Yeah, yeah. So there's. It doesn't make any sense to me. And on top of that, 
the um, the title, the design on the title, is lost and it doesn't stand out. Um, when I say space vampires, ash, you know, vampire you know, space prison break with vampires, surely something like that you want big in your face. You know, you have the bloody dozen. I mean, that's a absolutely great title. Sell it. Yeah. Just absolutely bang. I know it's the tale of the shrouded college, which I'll get into in a sec. But surely, this this was tailor made. You know, one of the reasons I read this issue, and I'm going, I'm going to be brutally honest, is because there wasn't really much else in the in the realms of number ones, right. especially affordable number ones. Um, and when I found something that I, there was a little hook that I could jump into, I did, and I'm glad I did because I really enjoyed this issue, and I'm going to keep going with it. But it certainly wasn't the cover. The cover I could have gone past. It, 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 it would have been lost, especially a digital thumbnail. Why on earth are you going to pick that instead of yeah all the other raft of other ones? We'll have to um, post it on the Slack and stuff. I mean, this is nothing against the Crep team because I think the book itself is great. I just think the cover does it doesn't do it justice. Yeah, um, it's not it's not standing out that cover. No, is it? no, no, yeah, no, it's a no, shame. No, um, and also you know. There could be storytelling doing on that cover, but I'm not quite sure what it is. As I've posted for... that in the Slack. Nice. Oh, yeah, I've ordered it, mate. As for um, the tale of the Shrouded College, here is another. Like, Charles Soule has a prose bit in the back, and he says, Welcome back to the world of the Shrouded College, or if you're starting your journey into this world with the bloody dozen, welcome to the world of the Shrouded College. In case you don't know how all this works, this six-issue mini is the second of six Six right. issue minis that will comprise the majority of the crowded the shrouded college saga. Each is a standalone horror. I'm exhausted event. already. Yeah. Each is a <laughs> oh no, it's, 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 yeah. But each is a standalone horror adventure with its own high concept. As you've seen, this one's Space Vampires Prison Break, while the first story, Hell to Pay. Do you remember seeing that one about? I remember that title, yeah. Hell to Pay. Yeah, Hell to Pay. Um was Treasure Hunt for six hundred and sixty six cursed coins from hell. Hell to pay, like a hairpiece. Oh, oh God, no! You should write that, Tony. That'd be a, okay. a, a demonic hairpiece. That'd be brilliant. I've got a feeling that <laughs> joke's come up before in this show. So okay. tells me. probably. We're, yeah. we're, we're never if it's a shit joke, it will have done. We're never original. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does, the main characters from each. Don't are overdose, different. darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The main characters from each of these uh, mini-stories will be different, but all six stories take place in the same universe and will overlap from time to time as we build to the big finale, which will be the seventh miniseries. I didn't know... This is a pro f- for me for this book because I didn't know any of that, and I enjoyed this issue for what it was. I didn't need to read anything. I didn't know anything about this Shrouded College. There's, There are hints to these figures with like masks over their faces. I thought, oh, that's clearly something. It did not take away from any of my enjoyment of this issue. Um, so if he's going to do these sort of different stories and still build them like this, I think each of them has a has legs in it. Do you know what I mean? Because if you don't need to read them all. Um, it'd be interesting to see how the audience builds up for something like that. Um, because if it was said... I, d- I didn't read it for A Tale of the Fr- Sh- Shrouded College. I didn't read it for that. I read it for The Bloody Dozen, which is exactly what I got. So, check it out if you like this sort of stuff. It is great fun. There's there's great artwork, and it's definitely kinetic, and it is well worth your time. Despite those little these things I, I've said, this is a I'm in it for more. So, keep listening to the show to see what issue two what happens in issue two. Because if I bought issue two, it means I'm serious about it. 
<laughs> if, if Vince spends money on issue two. Yeah. If Vince spends money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I love a club card. Anyway. <laughs> Dan, I bet Dan, you collect, collect points in Costa, don't you? Uh, I don't have a Costa card, actually. Oh, my God. You're missing out. God. Let's get a whole wallet for the fucking loyalty cards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> love that. Yep. <laughs> um, same way i love getting an email from everywhere i've ever bought something online every day yeah thanks yeah. for that yeah you got Just... to unsubscribe every day from something new haven't you yeah um uh, I, I went to comic house for my comic but i can't really say this as a recommend because I, I was new on comic house and this one was at number one and it's Susie spreadwell america's sweetheart <laughs> this has been on there a while you know because I, yeah. I read this a couple of years ago perhaps it kind of just i don't know maybe the uh someone reviewed kind of viewed it a load of times and punched out to the top of the charts yeah. so it's by john lynn and robertson and the story synopsis is against this fallen world susie has sworn purity to god but visions the temptation threaten to get uh, the better of her or are they visions what and why are jesus and satan always watching literally so i kind it of sounds that. like a comic book i imagine somebody like man versus rock making yes that's what i thought yeah but yeah, like yeah. I, I sort of read it and well, i was like, like instantly yeah, I, I'm gonna have to. Is this real? Because I had to check, like <laughs> the author, like does did they actually think this is legit? Because basically, it's the story of like uh, this this kind of older teenage girl who has fantasies about a flag climbs up the pole, and the stars and stripes turns into state and Satan and starts uh, having sex with her, and she's trying <laughs> to she's trying to sort of say no, no, I'm for God, and then she imagines Jesus being nailed to this flagpole and she's cut kissing. He's sort of like crucified corpse. Uh, sort of corpse usual body. Marvel DC yeah, book then. Yeah. yeah. Classic, yeah. classic story. So, you know, when I was like, like an I'm Avery like, Hill book. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? So I was like, I had to look up the guy. I was like, is he just like a kind of hardcore Christian? He thinks it's like legit, but no, he just, he, he's kind of like a small press, uh, kind of comics of an ex creator. Oh, good. It's good on like, him. Yeah, deliberately yeah. sort of uh sort of uh how would you describe it uh to, to get maybe to get people's backs up I'd right say. okay good so uh yeah like if you that's your cup of tea <laughs> you can read it on the comic house app I'll already i want to read it i'll be honest with you already i want to read that yeah, amused yeah. and uh she meets up with a boyfriend who's pledged to marry her i'm writing him a letter from tribute press as we speak <laughs> and uh he starts giving her all sex and she's she says uh stop uh it says it it just feels too good time. It, it feels good for it to be, it feels too good for it to be okay with jesus uh, yeah so uh an interesting, an interesting comment. angle yeah. yeah maybe not one for uh, the, the reading on christmas day with the family <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just goes to show the length and the breadth of the material you can get on comic house there you go good day. amazing Tony, take us home. Uh, my final one, a storial compendium of short stories featuring Tamblin, the secret architect. There's a title for you. Yeah, man, uh, fuck me, that's a title. Yeah, by Ed Pinson, uh, who I met at the Satanic Flea Market a few months ago. £7.60, great value. Thank God. Um, 44 pages, black and white interior, colour cover, saddle-stitched, A4. Um, are you ready for a massively pompous and arty-farty declaration of what this comic's about? 
St- hold your bums because I don't I'm want ready, anything I'm falling ready. out. All this right. is a this this is where Dali and Ditko meet during an eighties black and white UK backstreet underground manifesto. Uh, Esmond wrote that when he was fucking feeling like a right wanker earlier today. <laughs> um, uh, Tony, can I tell you something? You yes, sound, you sound like a right wanker when you say. <laughs> I know. I'm I, honestly, I'm cringing inside saying it. But uh, I did it genuinely. That this is this is experimental and it's really fun, and I absolutely loved it. And I immediately went to um, Ed's website and bought another. I think about twenty quid's worth of comics off him because I think Excellent. he's great. For those that are not aware, Ed has been about in the UK small press scene for decades, long before me, as well as producing his own comics for uh, quite a rate, to be fair. He is also known for running fast fiction distro between 87 and 90. His work has appeared in Escape Magazine, Knockabout Comics, and Honk in the USA. Um, more recently, he's been working with, he's done some stuff for our buddies over at Colossive Press. Extremely prolific. Um, if you go to comics.edpinsent.com, you can find exa- loads. It's a massive website full of loads of stuff, loads of artwork. You can read comics on there. There's loads of stuff going on there. I spent a good hour on there this morning looking through it. It's, yeah, as I said, it's very experimental and it plays with unshaded black and white imagery. His character, this Tamblin, the secret architect, dashes through panels seemingly at a fast rate of knots and it is it's got a really interesting aesthetic about it like very underground but not as a lot of underground comics do relying on sex and violence this is it's just strange it really when i describe it as that sort of backstreet underground manifesto from the uk that's kind of where i'm going with it it's got that feeling of um 80s and early 90s fanzines and you know, photocopy comics and stuff like that that we used to see. There was there was quite a thing. You know, a lot of people like Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell and these. You know, all these guys came up through that, which I and I really like finding. Then they're not easy to find some of those comics, but I really like finding some of them and you know digging in a long box at home and finding something. A chunk of this actually dates back quite a long time ago. And it was from a collection of stories that Ed wrote for other eyes in the early nineties. But for whatever reasons, it didn't it didn't sort of come off. There's um an explanation in how the comic came about in the back of it. And after Ed's explanation in the back, you also get um uh, some examples of some of the work that did come through. I think people some people didn't do the didn't finish the artwork or the the, the, the project sort of floundered, but he digging through some of his files more recently, a couple of years ago, Ed thought, oh, I'll do something with this. And he made it when we got this. There's a mysterious character called Tamblin, who is very much at the center of the book. And he's part of the strange layout. It, he's very much a part of the furniture, part of the architecture of this, this massive hotel. Pinson describes it himself as my idea of the historical hotel representing a house of infinite possibilities, a place where anything can happen, where there is an infinite number of rooms populated by strange guests doing inexplicable things. It's really, it's a really interesting one that I think you need to have a look at. Go and have a look at comics.edpinson.com. The the dude puts out more comics than Jesus. Do you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) it's, but there's 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 an abstract craziness to it, which is where I went with the Dali thing. But there's also like that later years Ditko when Ditko was just putting it all on the page all of his thoughts and feelings and there was there was something different about it something really different about it um and I, re- I really enjoyed it these he, he's done a sort of 
illegal Batman book, which I think I talked about about six months ago, I'm going to say, which is also fun. He's done a Superman book like that as well. What this dude ain't done ain't worth reading. There's there's loads of it. Go and get something. I bought I bought something today, and so I'm hoping that's going to come just after Christmas, so I'll have a read of it then. I might well recommend something else by him. But I think Ed's been about for a long time. When we chatted, I think it might have been the first time. I think he was coming back into doing conventions and events at the Satanist event. And I was speaking to Simon Rust, I think it was, who'd been at South London Comic Con and he said he'd met him there. So I think Ed's back on the scene again. And he's but he's never stopped making this stuff. Okay. Um really interesting. I think I think definitely a good prospect for a future guest. I'd love to get him on and listen to what the scene was like in the mid eighties before a member of this podcast was born. Right. Is that right guys? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. I think I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah, but and it seems like a super nice guy. Yeah, and, and we've chatted a little bit about stuff. Good. That's my second one. Nice. Astorial okay, Compendium yeah. of short stories featuring Tamblin, the secret architect. Man, that's <laughs> a fucking title, ain't it? It's cool, isn't it? It's funny though because yeah. it, it's it's so ridiculous. It's funny. Yeah, that's it's, what I like it. Sticks it. With you, yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. And please forgive me for that fucking ridiculous thing I said at the start. of This review. <laughs> oh no, no. You're forgiven because <laughs> yeah. okay. it, it is the season. Um, and and of course we hope you have enjoyed this festive episode of the ACP if there's anything uh, we spoke about on this episode um, that you want us to talk more about or perhaps you've got things that you want us to discuss in the new year please get in touch with us and let us know um, it's going to be a fun, near, a fun year next year and you never know who's going to turn up on this show on Glem so in January there's several Man, different that's ways going to be get, great there's yeah. several different ways you can get in touch with us you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com Catch us on social media on X or Twitter uh, at at the Awesome Comics Pod, and uh, what is it on Instagram, Tony? The Awesome Comics Pod. I don't know. Catch us. I mean, on is this. it becoming a thing where I don't know what this is now? It's <laughs> becoming a thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I can never remember anything. No, I've no. literally just put the phone down from posting some stuff on there, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let me have a look it's almost the end of it, the year it's awesome comics pod yeah i knew it was that i was just testing yeah, yeah. oh yeah i've not got a clear away because on on the other one it's the awesome pod oh, oh, so, yeah. I, so i got it wrong myself basically it's been a long year um <laughs> it fucking has. It but really we has. truly appreciate you listening to um our drivel whether it be on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com <laughs> if you listen to us on apple podcast subscribe leave a review it helps get the word out about the show everything that we talk about on a week-to-week basis and all the creators and comics and everything in general algorithms and the, and the such and uh if you listen to us um on spotify leave a review on there as well really appreciate it and if you listen to us anywhere else amazon stitcher podnose podknife what are the networks we on tony we're also on the pod network Hang on. So you're saying it was an angel that got you pregnant? <laughs> Damn, it. Damn it. I almost <laughs> yeah. I almost made it. I almost made it. Back to the <laughs> back to the atheist, atheist podcast network. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Fuck, I'm where, tired. Can, where can people find us online, etc., Tony? Never on anything.com or in a corner somewhere. Yes. Right. Uh, cranking why are you happy about that Dan him being in the corner yeah he's quite happy that I was cranking in the corner are you watching are you watching crying and cranking and Dan was like yes well if you want to send me that video I'm fine I'm all about that (laughs) give me 20 buff and I'll be fine (laughs) drop drop 20 buff on Tony cranking video yeah Yeah. (laughs) making it rain buff uh, Dan Butcher where can people find you 
can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can be Vanguard at VanguardComic.com, which uh, comes back in early 2024. Nice. Yes. Nice. Oh, and me. look out for the, sorry, the uh, Suki Santa. They'll be out tomorrow. Nice. Good. Your nice, nice one. Plenty to look forward to. You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. To everyone who listens to this show, um, we hope you have a brilliant Christmas. Um, it's been quite a year in comics. No matter what you've done, whether it be making them, reading them, just staying away from social media, being active on Dream, social media, dreaming about, dreaming about comics, whatever it is. Cranking um, about comics. Christmas. We hope you have a great, a great Christmas. Because dropping twenty buff on comics. We 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 do love Christmas. We do love Christmas. I fucking love Christmas. Yeah, Christmas yeah. is great. They're Absolutely great. I yeah. can't wait. I have put have... together a bazooka. I sent you guys a photo. Yeah, yes. He's sitting which, on my desk. Which is an yeah. action figure. He's not talking. That looks brilliant. Um, but, That's what he calls his penis. But <laughs> we look forward to hearing about what you read at Christmas and what you enjoyed. And uh, we hope you have a safe, healthy one, no matter where you are in the world. And uh, we really appreciate you listening to the show for the past year. But st- stick with us because next week, uh, we, just to let you know. As Christmas Day is normally the day that this, this show gets posted. If you don't out... listen to it that day, you're not a proper fan. Sorry? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be posting... Uh, on Boxing day, day, aren't we? Uh, on Boxing Day, a day later. December the 26th is when the new episodes are going to come out. And uh, Just we're... don't row with your relatives or, you know, no. go for and, a and go out you, there. Yeah, if, you, if you're with Liz. them and you don't, at the time and you don't want to listen to them, then we'll be here for you. So... Until then, have a brilliant week. Have a brilliant Christmas. Read loads of comics. Keep making those comics. Keep telling people about the comics that they should be reading, no matter what time of year it is. From Dan, Tony and myself. Well, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. And festive. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you later. Boof. Boof. Drop in 20 boof. (laughs) 